the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time for the Steak for Breakfast podcast. It's Friday, March 19th, 2021, and this is the People's Podcast. This is Steak for Breakfast dual cast with Kill the Mockingbirds. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior, America. Steak for breakfast. So stand by. All right. As always, this episode is brought to you by Stay Ready Gear USA. Visit Stay Ready Gear. Use the code STEAK at checkout. Save 5% off anything in their website. EDC stuff stands for everyday carry, gun holsters, tourniquets, T-shirts, dump trays, all that good stuff. Big support of the show. So check them out. Follow them on all social media as well. Stay Ready Gear USA. Also brought to you by Man Rubs. Mm. Use the code STEAK15 at their checkout. <clears throat> and you can save anything... 15% on anything in their website, barbecue rubs, t-shirts, towels, coffee mugs, a um, couple of novelty items they got that are pretty comical, um, and quality rubs for your meats. Mm. I don't know if either one of you guys have heard, but the Second Amendment is currently under fire. It's been under fire. It's been and, under fire since I've been alive. And, and before the likes of Jerry the Penguin Nadler, crying Chuck Schumer, meep, meep. and Mrs. Skeletor Nancy Pelosi... Good morning. Sunday morning. Come for your firearms. You might as well stock up in preparation to lose them in a boating accident. Yep. Down at West Coast Survival Arms. Hit Mike up over there. He's on Facebook. And at 619-870-6992, Mike's been serving Southern California for over a decade. He's got a five-star rating. He's a licensed FFL. Can take care of those droves for you if you live out here in California with us. And he's got everything you need to lose in a boating accident. Pistols. Shotguns, rifles, ammo, cases, cleaning kits, slings, you name it, Mike's probably got it. If not, he'll order it for you. Yep. So hit Mike up at West Coast Survival Arms and get all of those firearm needs met today. Uh, mediocre Medic. Have you guys ever seen their IG? A couple times. Correct. What do you think? It's good. Yeah. I think if there was a match made in heaven... You would probably say our sponsor, Man Rubs, and Mediocre Medics IG would probably be good together. They yeah. should do a collaboration. Solid. Yeah, it'd be a solid collab. I wouldn't mind seeing some... Would it be Mediocre Rubs or no? Well, if you, be... if you just want to go back solely to the fact that Nick <laughs> Mediocre said, Man. <laughs> Nick, is, Nick has said on three occasions now that he would eat human flesh. Yeah. You could use that Man Rubs people rub yeah. on some of the ladies over at Mediocre Medic. Uh, wow. Check them out. They got boots, stickers, patches, a lot of tactical gear that'll get you uh, squared away in that category. Make your body armor and your everyday carry bags look pretty. For when you're out hunting human yeah. people. But if you're talking about human people, the deadliest game. Yeah. Moving on. The top tier of tactical gear. Oh, yeah. Not to overshadow any of our other sponsors. It's just the fact of the matter that Mark Joe Friday at Dumpbox and Dumpbox.us is the gold standard. Or even the platinum standard yeah. of tactical gear. The mediocre standard. I think I'm wearing coronavirus veteran t-shirt. Mm-hmm. EDC bags got the pin. We got the coronavirus veteran flag hanging up here in the lab. And uh, Mark Joe Friday has more stuff on that site than you'll ever be able to buy. Mm, facts. Yep. 
That is, yeah, his inventories. Well, Noah and I have tried it. Huge. So, creator of the Zero Fucks Duck Patch, if you don't know, get over to dumpbox.us and see what Mark Joe Friday's got to offer you. And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Steak for Breakfast Dual Cast with Killer Mockingbirds. How you guys doing today? Good. Fantastic. Happy Friday. Happy, yeah, it is Friday. It's my Monday. I was going to say, when people always tell me, oh, enjoy your weekend, and I'm like, I don't even know what day it is or what my weekend is usually what monday tuesday or tuesday wednesday oof it's definitely not the normal weekend yeah it's shitty days off for being a walmart grader yeah yeah actually i got this is my tuesday but i got a freebie this week nice mm-hmm. you guys see joe biden <clears throat> um slide tackle air force one that was epic not <laughs> once and not twice but three times did you see the Somebody did like a, a meme as like a video and it's got Trump golfing. Yeah, the balls, I, I the balls that keep to There's been Trump golfing, Trump throwing a football, you what, name it. What yeah. they got to do is the sniper from Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. That been, did they already did that? Yeah, I'm sure that was oh. probably one of the first They also times. have one where it's the sniper from Private Ryan, but someone superimposed shooting oh. onto the sniper's oh, face. Oh man, that's Ouch. epic. Yeah, you'd probably find it in our uh, IG story. Did you, just, did you just call him Putin? Putin? Putin. Putin. Follow us on Instagram, Steak for Breakfast Podcast. Correct. IG, Pandora, Podbean, Spotify, motherfuckers. Man. I just want to put out there real quick a disclaimer for all of our audience before. Don't get the vaccination. Mm-hmm. The 2020 presidential election was a hoax. Stay strong. Dr. Fauci was a fraud. Joe Biden's an illegitimate president. Wait, fraud was a fraud? I'm trying to think what else is a fraud. Is a fraud. Um, George Soros. I'm using keywords here to try oh, and yeah. eliminate from Spotify. Uh, um, I was wondering why we were like hitting all these random topics. Anything else? Dominion, Smartmatic, okay. right? We like my pillow stuff. My pillow. That'll probably do it. That's the icing on the cake right there. Mm-hmm. What else is there? What else? Uh, America. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah. Also, side note: as we're talking about social media, um, before I um, berate you guys at the end of the show. Leave a comment on iTunes if you can. It takes four seconds. If you have an iPhone. Oh, God. Please don't call our, our listening audience assholes. Yeah, I apologize for the last five weeks I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you do listen to the show on iTunes, uh, if you find the show, you can type it in the search bar. It won't pop up in your library to rate it. Go to your search bar and then swipe all the way to the right. It'll give, us, it'll give you five stars for us, and then you can leave a comment. And that just helps bring more traffic, which in return would give us more sponsors to give you guys discounted stuff. So it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, make sure you follow the show and support us. Listen, the last couple of weeks on our Instagram, our followers who are extremely loyal have just been holding the line. Wow. I, I feel like the relationships that we're all building, the memes and shit posts that we're sharing are something that's going to build a foundation that's really going to take this show on its way to the next level. So I, I, I appreciate all of you guys and yeah. the relationships that we're all building. It's, it's amazing to hear people from like India, New Zealand, Australia, the UK, mm-hmm. Ireland. It is a trip seeing the demographic of Canada, where people are listening to. Mexico, from. Yeah, South America. And, yeah. The, and then other just random, sometimes they got a blue check mark next to their name and they're like, hey, I heard your show through the grapevine. It's pretty, pretty fire. Yeah. Like, Whoa, how'd you, how'd you hear about this? You yeah. Hear? So... Another side note is we should probably come up with a nickname for our fans and listeners. That way, when we all get stuck in the 
um, the gulags. Yeah, we can kind of have an underground uh, like a secret handshake. Yeah. Okay. Call them steakies or something. We'll we'll find something. So yeah. we'll, I don't know if I like. Steakies. I don't know about that. I you just know, pulled that one out. A bunch of people have been asking me to start a Telegram, but I pers- I know you guys don't have it. I have Telegram, and I am in like I have it. We the people, Maria's, uh, so many other ones, shit poster ones from the Discord that got nuked that I used to be in the Epic Gamers, twenty four seven nonstop rabbit hole after rabbit hole and mm. fire me after fire me. It just kills your battery, kills your watch. Kills I don't your, think we're there yet. Your brain. Right. Like the listener base we have now is going to be the the, the the foundation that's eventually going to carry us to like the next level, the 5K, the 10K, mm-hmm. and then so on and so forth if we don't get nuked. But to throw it in a telegram, I feel like would take away from what we're trying to do on Instagram right now, which is really build that solid foundation. Definitely had momentum going into that. Yeah, you can't say you're listening to this show and have ever interacted with our account and never gotten a response. Even that is true. Even if it's a heart or a kissy face or something like that, you know, on your comment or your meme. Very true. Yeah, it, it 100% is getting answered. Well, here, here we go with Kill the Mockingbird, Sean Chris. What's up, bud? How you doing? It is great I'm to, uh, yeah, it's great to get with you over here as our two podcasts combine to make a mega cast. Yeah. I can get, I can I like that. Yeah. yeah. Huge. Look, I even got all pretty for you guys, you know Big what I mean? Lean. And that was Dang. nice for me. I got all shaved, and I was like, no, I'm going to get a little there prettied up. We're going to be on the camera. That's, that's a nice little uh, studio you got going on there as well, I must say myself. Oh, I appreciate it. You guys too, man. Like, we start. I started off with just uh, a chair. <laughs> we still <laughs> you know, need and chairs. And then I was like, I got to spice this up a little bit. Yeah, yeah we, <laughs> no, still, we still good. need chairs. We have folding chairs that you'll hear sometimes in the background. Yeah, but the table, nice centerpiece though, see? Oh, Takes like away. I, can't, yeah. I didn't know. No built that. that <laughs> yeah, no made uh, that. That is a rich poplar. Is that custom? Yeah, I made it. Oh, that's sweet, man. Yeah, we were playing on a we were recording on a beer pong table, and every time you would like barely tap the table, it'd be like a gnarly echo. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm sure listeners were like, "What in the fuck? Where are they f- recording this out of?" <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I, I, I'm still going through my journey as the the whole like uh, trying to get the sound as. I mean, how we all are, you know, we're on the, the the deep end at first and now we're starting to get how the sound goes and yep. how it should sound. It helped yeah. a little bit for me doing music. So that like gave me like that a little background. Inside the- yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's frustrating because you listen to like legitimate podcasts that have like, pro- like whole production teams and you're like, man, it sounds so crisp and clear. And- Look at me. I am the production team now. <laughs> <laughs> but you forget like we're just, you know, not that we're winging this, but we're just learning along the way how no, to we're edit it. audio. Yeah, we're definitely winging it. Um, but how to edit audio, <laughs> yeah, how to take fuzz too. out, and, uh, you know, basic audio editing. But sometimes we listen to, like, these high-quality shows, and you're like, holy shit, that sounds so crisp and good. Like, oh, those guys also have an unlimited budget and right. not a real job and a whole production team behind them where they those guys literally go into the studio, record something, and they leave, and they tell their team, let me know when it's up, you know. Yeah, we, we all work six days a week in addition to two out of four of us have family, so... For, to be able to put this together every week sometimes, it's just like... It's an act of God. Yeah, literally. Oh, I, I can totally uh, relate to that because I work and then, like, you know, I help my mom out. Then I got my daughter. And then, uh, well, she's 18 now, but that's even more of a headache. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dangerous. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and then, like, sometimes it's just for us. Like, I'm tired after work, you know, I'm working all day. And then I'm like, man, I gotta edit like it's cool doing this part. This is the fun part talking. Yeah. The editing part is not the so much fun part. So I made <laughs> I made this meme. If you remember from what's the last Batman movie with 
Christian uh, Bale? Yeah. The or Dark Knight Rises? Um, Dark Knight Rises? Affleck. It's, no, The Dark Knight Rises with Christian Bale. You know where he's got okay. the Joker in the interrogation room and he's like, where is she? Yeah. So I, yeah, I, yeah. I, where is she? Where is she? <laughs> I made a meme and I, I put the caption, where's the podcast? And when I when Nick oh, takes, yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> life <laughs> runs into Nick and he takes too long to edit it, I'll put it in our group chat and everybody laughs. <laughs> yeah. We're pretty lucky, though. A lot of times it's, you know, a couple of pauses, but there's not a whole lot of editing involved for ours, at least. Yeah, yeah we, haven't had, we haven't had any terrible guests the yet. The first couple of times, it was like 20 edits of us burping and, well, me. Us? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. yeah but I love the intro, man. You guys got it sounding real. You got that down pat, man. But that's what I'm still trying to get a little bit better on my intro. And then just uh, the conversation is good, but it, sometimes it just stalls, you know? Like, it just depends on the person you're talking to. And even yeah. like my co-host, Seabass, like, Sometimes, or even me, you know what I mean? Some days I'm just like, hey, you know, stuff happens. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's hard too. Like if you come into a podcast and maybe you're like, right before we record, you're dealing with family stuff or you're dealing with work stuff and that stuff's in the background. When, as soon as there's like a lull mm -hmm. in conversation, it seems like those distractions start hitting you and then it's hard to get back. Yeah, you want to mentally unwind at that point, but then you yeah. have to be sharp and engaging. It kind of gets. Or when Ron's been awake for 72 hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm over 30 right now. <laughs> yeah, on a binger. So there you go. The show was always fun. Yeah, the show wasn't going to put itself together. Yep. That is correct. All right, so where are we at? What do we got? What do you got for us? Oh, okay, man. Let's see. What, what, you want me to start off with, uh, I got clips and I got uh, two articles. Well, one article and one like kind of like paper that was written. COVID or do you want to go uh, ID, <laughs> identity politics? Either or. Let's I, just I get COVID out of the way because yeah. we live in California, so we yeah. fucking hate it more we're, than anything. We're balls deep in COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you said... Uh, Kobe? Yeah, let's, yeah, do, the let's Kobe. do some COVID. Oh, let's see. Let's see what we got with Kobe. San Diego just got re restricted or unrestricted. unrestricted. So yeah. now we can. Is it? I don't know if it's is it Monday the gyms are opening again. Today. My gym's been today. open. Gyms, movies, uh, indoor dining. Nice. Like 20%. Maybe I'll do that tonight before work. Masks. Well, walk. here's a little um, radio. I wanted to show you this. Uh, this is a. What they're playing on the radio out here. Oh. This is Blue Cross Blue Shield. This is on the a FM radio, okay. just like a commercial. Okay. Let's see. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan wants to remind you how important it is to get a COVID vaccine when you are eligible. <laughs> These vaccines are safe and authorized by the FDA. So what? when it's time, make sure to get your vaccine to help beat COVID-19. Wow, I heard My question authorized? is, can we sue them? Because isn't that false advertisement if you're saying that it's authorized by the FDA without saying it's authorized with the emergency use? Yeah, that was a big fat fucking lie right there. Well, yep. I mean, that's that's probably a gray area because it's the FDA has authorized its use, but it has not yet evaluated it, right? Evaluated and or well, there's no long term studies. FDA certified or whatever their particular brand is called. It would be interesting if the tables were turned and Trump was still in office and how many people on the left oh, it would, be, would yeah. be saying, I'm not taking that vaccine, well, how I don't many, trust that guy. Andrew Cuomo, for one, party tits, said he didn't <laughs> trust it, and, and so did uh, Kamala Harris. She said that she wouldn't trust it or endorse it either yeah. before yeah, they, she said it was, the election. Yeah, she said it was hastily yeah. rushed and yada, yada, yada when Trump was well, pushing it, but now... It seems like her rise to power was hastily rushed. It was hastily Well, slurped. I think everything that they did, they <laughs> they wanted her the whole time, if you know, because that's how they they took out Tulsi. I'm a big Tulsi fan. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I thought Tulsi is somebody that could kind of unite the country better than somebody some of the other politicians that were out there. I really don't like any of them personally, but I'm like, well, I got to have some kind of hope, right? Like, yeah. 
And to me, she was the most that seemed to go against the establishment, whether it's an illusion or not. Some people tell me like, ah, you're just wishful thinking. But I thought that, uh, that Kamala is the one that they've been wanting. I think we all know that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. She's, she's just like a younger version, less body count than Hillary Clinton. She literally is darker yeah, yeah, skin. Yeah. And that's it. That's the only difference between them. One. Well, and, and the funny thing with, with Kamala is, uh, you know, she got elected based not on her qualifications or her resume. No, because remember, she was trending at less than 2% in California and bowed out before her own primary. It's just frustrating because people well, on if, the if, left had voted for her based on her skin color and her gender, uh -huh. which is funny because in their realm, gender doesn't exist. Yeah. And if you vote for someone based on their race, that's racist. Unless it benefits you and, you know, we're in this weird, like, funnel of like just crap information you talk to these people and you go, why'd you vote for them well she's gonna bring change why would she bring change yeah she, she's, she's been literally been locking up minorities for non-violent drug offenses her whole career well and, and that's if, the person that's gonna bring change to your community this is a joke if we were in opposite world and for some reason trump had chosen her for this next go around or whatever oh, her history would have been her first, first of all been forefront, first and foremost yeah. she wouldn't have been black she would have been exactly what she is. She would have been a daughter of a Jamaican and an Indian person. She would not be African-American. They would bring up the her. whole slave thing right. and her ancestors. And and then her lockup record. Well, and just the fact that she was a cop. It would be the ACAB thing just up the wazoo. Yeah, one, yeah, she's like the most corrupt cop that we've ever had in a sense where no one's been catapulted into the limelight like her with a but, rap sheet that she. had. But to me, the scariest part about her is... Not that, because uh, like, everybody's like, oh, socialism, you know, that was that whole thing about that. Like, to me, the scariest thing about her is she is willing to do whatever. She doesn't care. Nope. She's just a careerist that's like, hey, what do you want me to do? Okay, you want me to endorse this? I'll endorse that. Like, she's, she's just there to play the game yeah. and to get the spotlight. And I think that's the problem with most politicians that yep. I've been telling mm -hmm. a lot of people is they're narcissistic. Well, yeah. and, and even, unfortunately, a lot of people uh, in high-ranking anything, they're usually narcissistic yeah. and that it's easy to play those people because all they care about is their self, whatever they could do for me. How can I benefit? Yeah. Power. So then everybody else suffers. Yep. You'd have to be narcissistic to be in politics that long and, and to want to be in the spotlight and want to like, <clears throat> this is an honest question. Why in the world would you want to be president? Either you want legitimate change or you just want to be in power. Yeah, you and that's a, a narcissistic tendency. Jesse Ventura, right? yeah. he goes, "Hey, I need to go help. Uh, I don't my city where I grew up. Where I grew up, I gotta go be mayor real quick. Go do this. Boom. He goes, fixes a couple things, leaves. Boom. And now he sees his state was doing bad again, and he goes, you know what? I'm running for governor. He yeah. does it, fixes a few things. Boom. I'm out because he's a public servant. It's yep. like it being in the military. Yeah. It's like being in any kind of like actual where you're like, hey, I'm just doing my service for the country real quick. Boom, boom, boom. All right, man. I'm not here to stay, man. I'm just here to help out. Like, cause yeah. I see that we're going in the wrong direction. Let me change that direction. But now these guys are just like, well, I'm no man. This is my job, man. Yeah. What am I yeah. supposed to get a job? Like that's the well, thing. The, they don't want to get a real job. Well, we always forget too. And this is kind of an anomaly with Trump, but a lot of these politicians that run for president, they're full-time politicians, whether they're senators or congressmen, and then they run for election, like they're campaigning for like three years. And you're like, what the fuck were you doing the last three years where you're getting paid as like a congressman or, you know, what, whatever how many no job they How many they votes had. did you not show up for while you were out campaigning? Yeah. And they still have an office somewhere. And it's like, imagine being like an intern or like an assistant to that person. And you just haven't seen them in three years. 
<laughs> and you just show up to work and just fucking sit around because you your boss is out. You get in coffee a bus. for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's a comical thing, like where we're like, man, this guy's on the campaign trail. It's like, this guy's also getting paid as a congressman or a senator. And he hasn't done shit in the last three years because he's been on a party bus touring the country, lying to people. And, um, you know, that the whole thing is frustrating to me because people idolize these politicians. And a lot of time mm -hmm. that celebrity status comes from other celebrities. Mm -hmm. So when you ask people, you know, what made you vote for Biden Harris and they get all amped up and get kind of defensive. And then you break it down and you go, you voted for them because Oprah and LeBron and all these other celebrities told you this is a good idea. This is who you want in office. When in reality, Oprah, at the end of the day, it wouldn't affect her. Whoever's in office. There's literally, it literally has no effect on her lifestyle. Well, with, maybe. I mean, she might get hit with some more taxes now. Yeah, but she's not yeah. going to feel that at the end of the no. day. Yeah, but she like, wouldn't be like, damn, I can't buy a new us, car. Like, it, that they always get that little fake thing where they go, oh, well, they're going to tax it. Man, no way, man. Every time that if they get taxed inflation, man, we're going to get yep. yeah. it just kills our uh, uh, buy uh, our buying power. That's yeah. all they do to us is that it, it always kicked. We're the ones that are always going to get kicked while we're down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and we have been for the last couple of years now. Sean, yeah. what, how do you feel about the Trump? Like, I know, but for our listening audience, how do you feel about the Trump phenomenon? What, what was um, your feelings about it? For me, I actually think it's a spinoff of, like, in my opinion, uh, like the Obama campaign. Uh, I see a lot of the whole, like, uh, uh, people being fanatic about it. But also the other element that I see in it was frustration. To me, I see there was a bunch of frustrated people, and I just see Trump, for, and I'm going to say, like, I might be, this is my opinion, but I would say like 90, 95% of the people that voted for Trump, especially in 2016, was a giant middle finger to the establishment. Like, we don't care. I hope this guy just, and so every time he talked shit to them, like, it was making everybody happy, of course. They're yeah. like, yeah, get him. Like, yeah. It was like somebody mm -hmm. was finally talking what I want said. Like, I can't say this to them or I'm never going to see them. They're not going to see our tweets. This guy's in their face and they're hearing it and they're responding. So it this, like, I think people got lost into the whole, like, finally we got somebody. And I don't think we uh, acknowledge that he is a narcissist, that he is kind of like uh, persuasive. And I don't know if he was in it for us or if he was in it for him. Now, it, none of us actually know him, so it's impossible to grasp um what he actually thinks. I can only go off of what That's a good point. I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's portrayed. Yeah. Yeah. And what's portrayed. And the only thing that got me suspicious for a while, obviously is when the media starts dogpiling on somebody, I'm like, Hmm, what's going on over here? Why, why are they doing this? There has to be a reason, but it's just a, a, like weird things now. Like, I don't know how I feel about the whole him now talking about um, vaccinations and how people should get vaccinated. But he did, he did say, um, if you hear the clip, it depends on who clips it. But he said, like, yeah, I think it's a good vaccine, but I also think that people should have the choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that was on, does, that was on Maria Bartiromo. He's tricky. Yeah, I, I, think, I can't get a feel for him. Well, honestly, I, I can't get a total feel of what I, I... I could see what his phenomena is and all that, but I can't get a, a grasp on if he's genuine or if he's playing us. I, mm -hmm. I think in regards to that vaccine uh, interview that you were talking about with Maria Bartiromo, I think... He's still trying to be able to take credit for Operation Warp Speed without fully endorsing the actual poke in the arm vaccine. Mm -hmm. um, just when you, I mean, there's been so many clips on conservative news outlets that just are like five minute montages of every single politician, lawmaker, 
news outlet saying how his expectations for just the development of the vaccine. And, uh, you know, and just to put it out there for your listeners, we're not for it. One million percent. I'm not. Yeah. Mm -mm. You know, I'm not getting it. Neither are my kids. My wife was mandated to get it for work. I might have to get it because of the military. But still haven't gotten it yet. No, the reserve. Well, that's that's the weird thing. And not making any statements uh, for the military or anything like that. But, I mean, it's definitely interesting that this vaccine is one of the only, quote-unquote, vaccines that has been optional. You guys like, ready? I have to get the flu shot every year. You guys ready for one of my yeah. bad spoiler alerts? Because you know I always have That's spoiler crazy. alerts. So I'm hearing that DOD and some of the federal agencies are going to be mandated by July. Oh, I wouldn't shit. be surprised. I'm, I'm literally waiting for that to happen because you think about it. I'm surprised it's not already happened, you know? Oh, I was very surprised. But I don't know if they're going to be able to do that because isn't in July is when the, I think the emergency vax uh, FDA, I think FDA has to actually uh, go through the process of actually approving it. Yep. So I think July is a big date. So that can shift everything. Yeah. I, I, I'm starting to see things are going to like, I'm seeing that in my opinion, what's going on is they're starting to do uh, eat their own. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to sacrifice Cuomo. Gabby, he's out. You know what I mean? Yep. He's he's so pissed. It's so hilarious when I see him on CNN. I was cracking up. Well, it's pretty um, it's pretty amazing that Gavin Newsom was able to pinpoint that the 2.2 million recall votes that he received all were narrowed down to what white supremacists. Oh yeah, Trump supporters. Yeah, you know, not even Trump supporters. Uh, Anons. Yeah, that's white yes, supremacists. The Proud Boys, three percenters, and oath takers only. That's who he named. So there were 2.2 million of them who voted to recall him only. Well, he's, uh, I feel like I actually personally grabbed some signatures from just normal people. Yeah, you're talking about someone who locked down a state worse than Andrew Cuomo and during that time sent his kids to in-school education, yeah. dined out and got caught several times, took his family to vacation to Hawaii the day after he relocked down the state after only opening it back up for three weeks and basically threw every single regulation that he put at us in our faces to do the exact opposite. And his winery, his personal business was Never open. closed. Yeah. Never in, closed, in, not for a day. In, in an area of California that was locked down this entire time. So, yeah. That's and a, he was playing politics with uh, Orange County. Remember, he? Uh, oh, yeah. my, I have friends in Orange County, too. And he was, uh, remember when everything was opening? He's like, oh, they're still closed. Like, they're in this zone or whatever. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We're two and three in uh, most COVID nursing home deaths. Where I think we're two... And then it, they're starting to do a, a, an inquiry into your governor, good old yeah. Miss Lord Farquaad, Kristen <laughs> <laughs> Whitmer, good old bitch more man, oh, yeah, with the wicked, she is a wicked witch, but she's a she's a good politician though, honestly. Like, of course, she plays as, the like, game, playing the game. She knows how to do it. Like she would have done a better job than Kamala because she's been really good at. She, see how stupid Cuomo? He's too egotistical, so he's like, oh. I know my lawyer said don't talk, and I'm a lawyer, and I know not. Then shut up. What the hell are you doing, you stupid fucking idiot? Everybody knows, like, if I if I know that I'm guilty, I'm shutting the fuck up. Yep. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. You're not going to be like, I'm just waiting What's till my lawyer problem? comes. Problem. Now we all we all on this show feel that the uh, sexual allegation accusations are a distraction away from the over fifteen thousand people he reportedly murdered in nursing homes. However. Right before we jumped on this pod today, his eighth accuser yeah. has come forward and is one of his current personal assistants. Wow. Yeah. Mm, so that's weird. Eat right? the sausage. 
I think that it I think the stories are true and all that. I oh yeah, absolutely. It, but I think that they're gonna filter it. It's just that I think they're that the media is like, oh, it's just a good thing where they're like, oh well, we could use this. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? I don't think it was like self-planted. I just think that it was just a whoo, good. Now that that happened, we could hide this. Like, yep. let's just sweep that yeah. under the rug. And they're trying to do that out here, like you said too. There's a, a couple of investigative journalists that are uh trying to get the the true numbers and they won't release them. They've even done freedom of information acts yep. and their, their, their office keeps blocking them, but it, it's going to eventually, uh, they're going to get exposed eventually. It's just over time. I think they're just trying to wait it out and hope that they can get everything um, settled and done and then be like, okay, they're already out of office. You know what yep. I mean? Like, I think they'll try to like, look, they're getting uh, Gabby. He's getting recalled. There's nothing they're going to do about it. And then they're going to do either recall uh, Cuomo. I'm not sure if they have a recall in New York. Um, or step down or get or step down or make him resign. And then Whitmer, they might just let her finish out her term and then they might just let someone run up, run against her, you know, another Democrat yep. to try to take over. And then they'll just go work for, you know, lefty think tanks and, and lobby for oh, bullshit, yeah. more power. Yep. Write some stupid book and have speaking engagements. The rest of their life. Yeah. If, if Cuomo yeah. hadn't been designated as the official cannon fodder, this, this, all this stuff would have been nowhere. Yeah. Well, since you're t- we're talking about uh, Cuomo, I got a little like a uh, cut of uh, a Clinton Cuomo mashup. If you want to hear that real quick, it's a little like 20, 30 seconds. Hell yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I never touched anyone <laughs> inappropriately. I never touched anyone inappropriately. I did not have <laughs> sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. Yeah, I just thought that was a little funny, man. Yeah. It always brings me back when I hear the, uh, what, right when I heard that Cuomo, when he goes, I did not, I was like, whoa, this is flashbacks. And I was like, probably like when, when Clinton, so I was probably, I don't know, like 13, 12, mm-hmm. maybe even 11. Yeah, but nice I remember one. that because I was a big SNL person. So I saw all the Clinton, the Clinton yeah. highlights. Miss Lewinsky. <laughs> yeah, well, the scary part sexual relations. <laughs> and the scary part I think for me is there's a twofold thing with with the Democrats and one is how good the team they put together is at being politicians. Oh yeah. And you don't even have to be that good because the second part to this twofold thing is how stupid and ignorant the mass majority of people are to where they're just blind. Yeah. So you have people like Kamala Harris with just the shittiest resume of locking up minorities and minority people love her because she's quote unquote black. She's minority. She's a woman. And it's like, how about we hire the most qualified people? Gotcha. How about we don't elect people based yeah. on their skin color or their, um, what they identify that's, their gender. That's as. not a thing how, anymore. How dare you? Yeah. How yeah. dare you? That's what's going to get us kicked off Spotify. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that's the frustrating oh, yeah, thing is they're heavy on that. man. These people, these people will endorse a goat or a sheep or a bear. If you put them in like, this is for equality and, um, you know, all this, you, you just, you could put whoever you want up there. And as long as they can speak somewhat fluently and they're convincing, and then you just flood the media with all these other bullshit stories. Good to go. People are so distracted and their attention span is so like slim. And then not to say that we all need to watch the news, but right. how many people don't have access at home to a news channel? 
you know, for me, it's easy. I, I have cable, so I could flip on. I can watch the news. If you don't have a news channel and you just stream yeah, off, but your- everybody has a phone. But people, everybody aren't- has the information. I think that there's too much information, so people are lazy. Yeah. Like so, people are like, I don't want to check that out. You yeah. know how many people come yeah. to my and and DM me and they're like. Oh, well, they want to know about something and then I show them some stuff and they're like, show me more. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to sit here all night yeah. and send you videos so you can do, go find it yeah. yourself. <laughs> and that's my <laughs> point is to- that people, you know, used, when I was growing up, we'd always watch six o'clock news and it was like a regular thing in my house, even as a kid. But these back the, when you thought it was real back. Yeah. And the, and even if it's fake, like, like to your point, no one has the attention span to sit down and watch the news. The people, even if the news is fake, which we know a lot of the stuff that's propagated in the news is just bullshit. These people, their view of the news is a Twitter clickbait article or a Facebook like drive-by headline, and that's the news they get. So these guys aren't even educating themselves with the news that's out there. They're just clicking on bullshit clickbait Facebook articles and and Twitter things that are trending and that's how they get the news for five seconds out of the day. You know, and I'm not, and again, I'm not saying that everyone should sit down and watch the news on cable television, but it's a different day and age to where the media can manipulate people so much easier because it doesn't take you to manipulate a whole hour segment on CNN or Fox news. It takes a stupid article that someone's going to share without even reading it. Yeah. And that's but the it's problem. It's a double-edged sword though. It is for because- sure. Because it's, it goes for them, yeah, they, but we cut back because we've also built tight communities. That's our job now. And to what we do is what I say is that sometimes we got to make our content a little bit more flavorful and put some flair into it sometimes just to attention to get those attention spans. we got to play the game sometimes. we got to spice it up. we got to take over. And my whole thing is I don't think we can do that with the RNC or the DNC. No. I believe that we need to rebuild. We need to build, not even rebuild, Build something from scratch, ground yeah. up, something new, because we're not going to get anywhere with these parties have are entitled with oligarchs that run these the country. Yeah. That's we're never going to get over there. That's like being uh, a warehouse worker and then you're trying to go up against the CEO. You're never going to you're never going to have a chance. you got to make it more of an even playing field. So we got to start our own parties. we got to start more parties and we got to like get people to get away from like the whole conservative, liberal, and try to see people like, look, man, we got to all live in this country together, right? We're not, there's going to be bad people. There's racists on all levels. I'm from California. I know a lot of people that are in gangs, man. I know that there's a lot of uh, beef with Mexicans and and, and blacks. There's Koreans and blacks. There's uh, whites and, and, you know what I mean, Mexicans. There's all kinds of different, like, uh, uh, aspects it just depends on where you're at you know what i mean there's times where you'll see mexicans and white unite against a race or you'll see you know what i mean or this and that it depends on what's going on in that situation and we got to stop looking at this from this little tiny lens of like oh it's this this no man they're human beings right like sometimes what is it like a lot of the attacks that were happening in san francisco what was it it was homeless people mentally ill homeless people that were attacking people uh, unfortunately predominantly uh, of the uh, asian heritage they didn't get specific, specifically say like what they are, but, and then there's all kinds of attacks like that. And I think some of that, that they don't acknowledge is from the 2020 lockdown. Yeah. A lot of people uh, got pushed to the edge were like either lost their job, lost their home, lost their family, or people died. Like so much happened. And then not to mention the mass hysteria that the media stirred up, yeah. everybody was on edge. And I think that it's caused more people tend to be violent. And then since they were secluded, some people forgot how to interact with other human beings. Yeah. Well, we talked about just that basic human interaction. Sometimes it's awkward when you see someone you haven't seen in a while. Like I've been doing construction in my house the whole quarantine. Um, 
And when people come over, you know, they're people I've grown up around, but I haven't seen them since the lockdown. And then it's like, I always handshake and then kind of going for like a man hug. Some people are like, not that they're scared to shake hands, but they haven't shaken someone's hand in like a year. And that you go for the handshake and they're like, Whoa, uh, Oh, is it okay to shake your hand? Like people will come over here for parties and they'll show up with a mask and I'm like, Mm-mm. don't wear that in my house, please. For the love of God. And they go, I can take it off. And I'm like, yeah, please don't, I don't, you're going to freak out my kids, dude, take that off. You know? So you're right. Like the human interaction is kind of a weird, um, especially for people that haven't worked. We've been blessed that we've been able to work. Um, Me too. I was we've had lucky. to interact with the public in some capacity, which is um, kind of shitty, but it's just a different, the turmoil and the hostility that people feel, especially, I mean, what I, what I was feeling bad for is you think about these poor kids who use school as an outlet. Maybe they come from an abusive family or they're in a shitty household and now they're stuck at home for a year with some shit back dad that beats them or they don't, they can't eat because they eat at school. And it's like, that's mentally, not only like not seeing your friends, not being in sports, not being in school, like that's a social economic, like a big mental thing that we don't even know the effects of that long-term, but then someone being stuck in a household where they're scared all the time, like that's a fucked up situation to where imagine, like I had friends at school that would play sports year round just so they didn't have to go to home till seven o'clock at night. Get their ass beat, right? Yeah. And they would eat. Solitary confinement, man. I've had a lot of homies that have like, especially when they're like drug addicts, like if they're like, uh, you know, especially meth, because meth already got their mind a little bit tweaked out, you know, and they're, they're not thinking properly. And then when they get into jail and they get in trouble and they go to like a year full of solitary confinement, they're never the same. Oh, yeah. Never. You know what? Uh, so I think. Go ahead. So, no, I don't know. I just you got to cut me off. I just rant, man. I, <laughs> oh, no, we love it because usually we got to just, you know, carry it between the three of us on our show. And when, when we have a someone who's not usually in our little bubble here. It's good to hear what other people have to say. You're in a different part of the country. You have definitely a different, I would say, socio-demographic that you're, you know, intermingled with right now, which is experiencing some of the same things that are on like more of the the mainstream level, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like mental health during this whole thing is just absolutely, you know, in crisis mode. There are, there are people that are experiencing alcoholism, drug use, domestic violence, child abuse, and things of that nature. And being Even driven suicide, to it man. because of stress. And there's yeah. been a lot of suicides, man. A lot of children, man. Unfortunately, like, that's the thing that they don't want to talk about. I don't like talking about it either because I have a kid, you know, and nobody wants to think of that. Well, I don't understand why they don't want to push talk a lot about, of kids to that. They don't want to talk about the human trafficking and they don't want to talk about uh, the child abuse and sex trafficking and all that stuff. And it's like this weird, like, you know, like you said, earlier on in your point, it's just, you know, conservative, liberal, yada, yada, yada. We should just be able to find a common ground yeah, and be like, okay, these things are bad. What can we do to fix them? But instead they don't even want to talk. They don't even want to go down the road of sex trafficking, human trafficking, or any of that stuff because it goes against the narrative that the orange man was bad and all the stuff he was doing at the border wasn't protecting people. And then of course, you know, they branch into like the QAnon people who you know, the beliefs of that stuff. And it's just like, yeah, you can't just disqualify an entire subject just because it touches into something that a a particular group talks about. Like we can all agree that these things are bad. Like everybody nonpartisan, this, these things are bad. How do we fix them? Well, I think the reason they're not fixed is that there's money. There's money. money. Oh, of course. When there's money, there's like, I don't care what, 
every single place from a warehouse to an agency to a, uh, the White House, there's always somebody that is willing to take a buck. Yeah. There's always somebody that is willing to uh, not have more. They don't have morals. They don't have any standards. So like, that's the thing that we got to like stop pretending is that even with doctors, even like, like with scientists and everything, I, a person is a person. I don't care what they, what their title is. They're a person. So some doctors don't know anything. Yeah. I met plenty of doctors at my uh, ex, my uh, daughter's mom. She uh, uh, worked for a bunch of doctors and some were really good and some didn't know anything. All they were there for was what? To keep pushing patients in and in, in and out, in and out, in and out, whatever to get more money. Sounds like Dr. Fauci. So yeah, Fauci, perfect example. Like it's just, it's just blows my mind that like we can't like come to a level as human beings and like i don't understand how we can't it happens like if you see a fire and someone throws a child out of a a, a window nobody's like hey is that kid white black i don't know like you just run and try to catch them yeah right. you don't think about it <laughs> you know who is a doctor besides dr fauci and was nick style body bagging people on capitol hill yesterday <laughs> Rand Paul. Oh, yeah. I don't know awesome. if you guys saw it. Yeah. Ruthless. I saw it a couple times. I, I, have, it. It, I have it ready to rip. Yeah, So let's I'm, I'm going to play the clip. It's the tail end of the clip right now, but it was just yeah. like absolutely one of those shame on you motherfucker moments. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have a hospitalization in the United States after the two-week period after the second vaccination. Yeah, you have a death in the United States. Yeah. You're not hearing what I'm saying about variants. We're talking about wild type versus variants. And what now, proof is there, what proof is there that there are significant reinfections with hospitalizations and death from the variants? None in our country. Zero. Well, because we don't have a prevalent of a variant yet. We're having one. Can I finish? We're having one one seven that's becoming more dominant. Policy based on conjecture. No, you it, have the. It isn't based on conjecture. So you some you won't be able to wear a mask for another couple of years. No, you've been vaccinated and you parade around in two masks for show. No, you can't get it again. There's almost there's virtually zero percent chance you're going to get it. And yet you're telling people with them that have had the vaccine who have immunity. You're defying everything we know about immunity by telling people to wear a mask who've been vaccinated. No. Instead, you should be saying there is no science to say we're going to have a problem from the large number of people being vaccinated. You want to get rid of vaccine hesitancy? Tell them they can put wearing their mask after they get the vaccine. You want people to get the vaccine? Give them a reward instead of telling them that the nanny state's going to be there for three more years and you got to wear a mask forever. People don't want to hear it. There's no science behind it. Well, let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Masks are protective. And we have immunity there, theater. If you already have immunity, you're wearing a mask to give comfort to others. You're not wearing a mask because of any sign. I I totally disagree with you. Dr. Fauci, if you could respond so that we could understand the difference between the uh, virus itself and the variants. And And then they kind of go into like, you know, Dr. Fauci is worrying about variants and and Rand Paul pretty much told him, I'll be honest with you, you're full of shit. Yeah. Everything you do is full of shit. You flip flop on everything. The only people that listen to you are the idiots who watch cable news networks. That's literally, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah. what he told him. Well, and it's frustrating because... Now I can see why uh, some of Rand Paul's neighbors have beat his ass and tried to run him over with a shot beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's just annoying because, like, like you were saying, people have such an allegiance to one side. It's frustrating because people will go to die for Fauci just because he's a liberal. 
won't. It, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and not, pharma, not, a, not everybody. Pharma yeah. backing. And I'm not, I don't mean to like broadly say if you're like a liberal that. Yeah, but you're, you're stupid, right though. Like the most people that are leaning progressive or liberals will uh, just side with them blindly. I mean, yeah. I have fun on Twitter all day. I say like, I'll tell people something and I'll be like, what'd you say? I'll be like, did you just assume my gender? And they'll be like, oh my God, I'm so like, I'll say yeah. all kinds of stuff. Like, I'll I can't believe I did mask. that. I'm like, if you're not wearing a mask 24 seven, even when you sleep, you're just trying to kill my grandma. And they're like, no, man, no, I'm actually, I started wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, I just put it on right now. Send, you me, guys would send me a picture of you with your fucking mask on right now. When, and it's funny because we had a friend and his girlfriend and they were kind of confused at the beginning when masks were like, we weren't sure. And I was still like, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not a fucking superhero, so I'm not going to do that. Um, okay. <laughs> and they were, like, nervous about coming over to the house because she was going to a party, like, the next day, but everyone was wearing masks, and everyone was, like, self-quarantining, quarantining, whatever. And um, That's what you drink, quarantine. Quarantine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just explaining to her, I was like, in order for a mask to be effective, you know, the the ideology behind a mask is you're protecting yourself and you're protecting others from getting it you would have to literally wear a mask 100% of the time everywhere you're at because if someone touched if the mailman had contact because he touched someone's mailbox that had it and then he touched your mail and then gave it to you and then you set the mail on the counter and theoretically that virus stayed on the counter if you didn't have your mask on you can contract it from that like that was the original theory so the whole mask thing is like if you're not literally having that thing glued to your face the amount of stuff you come in contact with is a door handle, whether it's the guy at the drive-thru or the Starbucks window or a shopping cart at Walmart. Like, for me, that argument falls apart instantaneously because it's like, if I'm not wearing a mask 100% of the time, then there's no purpose in wearing it at all. Well, I've seen some clips of professional sports on the news lately, and it's just absolutely ridiculous to see all of the athletes. <laughs> You'll have 80 athletes on the sideline. You'll have 25 baseball players in a dugout. You'll have 30 hockey players on the fucking benches. None of the players have masks on. All of the coaches have masks on. They're sitting right fucking next to each oh, other. Yeah. Hugging each other. But if the coaches take their mask off, they get, they get fined. fined 50 Gs. But none <laughs> of the players have to wear the mask literally in their faces talking to them. It makes no fucking sense. It's like my kids. I dropped them off at sports. The rule is they have to report to the park with a mask on. The minute they get to the field, the coaches tell them, take your mask off and put it in your bag. COVID doesn't exist during the game. Game over. Get all your shit. Before you go back to your parents, put your mask on. It's for optics. Well, it's it, like 100%. walking, yeah, it's walking just, into the outdoor restaurant and you walk three feet to your table, sit down, take your mask off. And I'm not going to stand up and put it back on to leave. I'm just not, not going to do it. You've already it doesn't paid. make sense. Yeah. I'll yeah. hold my breath if that satisfies But also, <laughs> I got a question though. If, since they say like, okay, we got to wear a mask, right? Because like, since COVID is very infectious from our saliva, anything from our mouth, right? Why, my question is, why are we getting tested in our nose and why can't they just swab my cheek? Yeah, exactly. Like, why do you have to go deep in my nose? Like if, I mean, you're saying that it could, I have to wear a mask because it could be coming through my throat, my mouth, everything, right? That everything's uh, a viral disease, full load bullshit, right? Whatever they want to say. And then I'm like, Hey, well then why don't you just test me? Oh, we got to go in the nose. Why? I haven't got a test yet. Well, you could have the butt too. from everybody I know. Yeah, they I was going to say, in, in <laughs> what, are you, what are you getting the anal swab <laughs> for? Respiratory yeah. disease. In China, they're using a bristle pad to yeah, swab your butthole. That's not the. Uh, it's not the place to say dealer's choice. <laughs> China, they they had uh, they ate our lunch today, man. We looked pretty weak uh, at the last few days. Uh, 
Putin just kind of shit on Biden, and then Biden's hilarious uh, uh, <laughs> stairway. Oh, the Benny Hill music was playing. He, he broke right. the internet. I he, swear, because Joe as Biden soon as shut that happened, down. He shut fucking, down Instagram uh, uh, for an Instagram hour. Instagram went down. Yep, for an hour. Really? Yeah, he did. Because there were yeah. too many people posting about it. Uh, I, I counted, so it got to the point to where I was like, literally, I, I was making a couple. I was sharing everybody's, and then I said, "You want to know what?" For some reason, I just said thirteen profiles in a row was a Biden meme falling up <laughs> wow. the stairs. And then it, it went to like a commercial, but then it was right back to the Biden memes. But it was 13 accounts in a row that I scrolled through. Was it a life alert commercial with Biden in it? No, they were COVID test ones. Oh my God. And then it broke. And then when I was still going up on the, like you said, through the timeline, it was nothing but Biden, but it, that's all you would see. So I think everybody upload, they were like, this is hilarious. Yeah. And everybody was trying to make their meme, make their <laughs> You know, what's funny is one of the liberal friends I have, was saying, he posted someone, he's like, I'm not going to make fun of Biden running up the stairs if I can't, you know, I stumble on the stairs still still sometimes. And I'm like, if Trump had fallen on the stairs, people oh, would be like, yeah. he's unfit. No. He's not they made, okay to be president. They made fun of Trump for four years. There's actually a split screen of Anderson Cooper doing a story. And the narrative on the ticker at the bottom of the screen is Trump falls downstairs. No, is Donald Trump afraid of stairs? And they kept going back to that <laughs> clip. Oh, my when God. It was, when it was raining at the uh, graduation at West Point and he had to, like, shuffle down the ramp. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was, like, holding on to the railing. and Well, that, they were also talking about his decline. They were like, I don't know. Is he healthy? Is yep. he fit to be president? We don't know. They yeah. started talking about his health and stuff. He's and I was like, three, like 250 <laughs> you're pounds. You're like, you have a corpse. And, and he, they're like, oh, he's good, man. <laughs> he just eats junk food and chills. And, I mean, what other president? They were saying when he gets on Air Force One or when he did, he would just have a bucket of chicken and just rape Chicken, it. McDonald's, Burger King. And, and then Clinton still too, outwork Clinton, all these dudes. Clinton was a big uh, fast food guy. Yeah, they used to have Norm McDonald play him on SNL and go to McDonald's all the time. <laughs> That's those, right. those and, and, and Phil Hartman. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah, Phil Hartman too. Until he got his fucking head blown off by his wife. Oh, yeah, fucking man. That was a One bummer. of the greats. He yeah. was, for sure. Coneheads, loved him in that. Um, well, what is your guys' feel on Trump right now? Like, what are you guys uh, happy with what he's doing? Do you think that he's actually going to help? Or do you think that he's going to just be still in it for himself? Or where are you guys at with what you think Trump is going to do next? We feel, and I'm speaking for the other guys, but we've t- we talk about it every week. At, at the end of the day, the 2020 election still needs to be addressed. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. your feelings are in regards to how the whole thing went down, in regard, you know, talking about stop the steal. But there's just no fucking way. You could do every mathematic equation under the sun. And they've had, and we've read his tweets, yeah. the smartest, smartest mathematician in the world broke down the presidential election and said it was a one in one quadrillion chance that Joe Biden legitimately won this election. So and you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, you're, you're talking about just the... 80 million votes off the top for me is a no-go full stop. Did not happen, 0%. Um, if he won by a different vote total, we could always look at that if the actual numbers came out, but there's that, just, just no way. When I think, when you look at it from a personal standpoint, Donald Trump is, if there's one person in this country who would never have to work again, he's it. Yeah, he had no, you like, know. There was no benefit for him doing this other than getting he, shit on. So for me... That, in a sense, him being able to disappear whenever he wanted, like 20 years ago, he could have just, he didn't have to do The Apprentice. He didn't have to do all this stuff. Yeah. So for me, it's like seeing him hustle, seeing him hustle over the years, whether it's doing The Apprentice, whether it's doing charity stuff or running his businesses, starting hotels, all that. His 
his drive is not done. There's no way. So for him, I think his pride, and pride's kind of a bad way to put it, but his work ethic and his drive, I don't think he's done in politics. I don't think he's done by a long shot. I think he also has vengeance for, um, not in a vindictive way, but he has something to prove. He, you know, he believes 100%, just like a lot of us, that the election was stolen, that he should be president still. And I think he's not done. And, you know, people can argue the success that the country had while he was here, but and as that's, a family that's, man, that's debatable. it's, it's, it's uh, objective or subjective, I guess, if you're um, stupid, but he had a lot of success as a middle-class person with kids and a homeowner. Like I definitely saw a difference when he was in office and Oh, for sure. You're my brother. Like, and he's not, uh, uh, anything political, P- politically, he doesn't even vote that this last election was the first time he ever voted. Okay. And, uh, and he only, and he said it because like, he's like, shoot, I see it on my check like that. Yeah. And I get it. Like everybody has their own reason for liking something. And, and you're definitely right. If look at the gas prices, there was a lot of stuff, but my argument is that we've been in a bubble. We've been in this financial bubble and he says that our economy was so great and it was pretty good. But the thing is this bubble bursting was inevitable. And it's and I think that they're just masking it with all this other that's why they want us to have other tensions because this bubble is gonna pop no matter what. And it's gonna be two, three, four times worse than what happened in 08. Yeah, because the, the, we're con- they're holding COVID over everybody's head to eventually mm-hmm. be able to say, Well, well, people haven't worked for a year and a half and small yeah. businesses are falling apart and you know, none of these people have money and we're only giving them fourteen hundred dollars and it's supposed to last from like March to July. So, yeah. you know, the economy was surely to break. Oh, you know, mm-hmm. the the jobs lost from the Keystone Pipeline and all that stuff, too. I mean. And the border wall. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think we got to look to USSR, man. That's how I feel like that's like we've gotten too top heavy with the elitism. When I think the dangerous part is we were talking about the ignorance earlier of people. We're headed pretty quickly towards like a dictatorship in a sense in the country. And socialism. Uh, yeah, it's coming in hot and people are like blind to it. You know, people are. And then you have celebrities who are endorsing it. And, and it's such a nightmare because I'm like, dude, I work my ass off. I know we all do in this room and I'm well, sure it's, you it's do too. It's all about how you advertise it. Yeah. And like my house, like I just finished rebuilding my backyard. I put a, like I did some bitching work and it's like, dude, I busted my ass to save up money to do that and to have yeah, yeah. nice things. And you're telling me that someone else can come and go, I don't feel like working anymore. I'm going to vote for socialism because they're promising me stimmy checks and I'm not going to have to pay this or that. I'm going to get a boost on unemployment. I've heard of multiple people say, well, why would I go back to work if I got a raise on unemployment? Like yeah. I'm, I'm look right now in California, we get raped when it comes to taxes mm-hmm. and you see the amount that's oh. going and then you see where it's allocated to. And you're like, dude, this is horrendous. And then you see it going to the public school sector and the indoctrination there. And it's, this whole thing is like, I'm a surfer and there's been times where I've surfed and where the water's calm in between set breaks. And then you see a monster coming out of the distance and you're like, I don't have time to paddle in and I don't have time to paddle out. And yeah, I just, just have to take this. Mm-hmm. And that's literally how I feel where it was calm. It was okay. And you kind of have that uneasy anxiety coming in where, dude, it's about to get fucking gnarly. And then you see just a mountain of a wave coming and you're going, I, there's nothing I can do, but just close my eyes and let this rip. Because in California, I mean, dude, we got people coming in by the truckloads through the border and, and who's going to pay for them to stay in these hotels? Who's going to pay for them? You. It's just frustrating because like I said, I work my ass off and I'm not trying to brag, but it's like, I, I feel like everything I have, I've earned and I've deserved. Yeah. And people yeah, but that's a, the, are putting a, me in the same boat as them. That's a false reality that people think like, there's a lot of people that go, you know, like 
first of all, as far as socialism, they believe that like, okay, we'll make it equal. It's going to make it equal, but everybody's equally going to live shitty. So yeah. no one's going to be able to like that $1,400, whatever they think they're getting right now. Like they're, you're never, they're never going to make it so that you can advance out of that. You know no. what I mean? You're going to always stay in that loop where you're like, oh yeah, well I get 1400 a month. And you're like, yeah, and you can barely pay your rent. Then and you're going to pay you know what I mean? Everything yeah. else will go up. They'll find a way to get that money from you. But I think that like, that's the problem. Like you said, like the indoctrination with the schooling that they want to limit us to be self-sufficient. Uh-huh. Like you yeah. said, I built it myself. And that's different from like, that's not, earning it that's not like someone giving you like that's literally taking your hands and building things and 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 putting it together and i think that the misconception too about like the obviously people coming over here illegal immigration is a very crazy topic for me i have some illegal friends i have like like all kinds of different shit like and i I understand it's a very touchy subject it's it's not easy because nobody wants to but for us to think that we should be the only country to just allow willy-nilly anybody to come over over where you're allowing people to to benefit off human trafficking, which we all know is happening. Oh, 100%. People are saying that it's not, you're lying to yourself, man. When he was talking about the coyotes and people were like, oh, the coyotes, and they were making, saying he's being racist, this and that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, that's like a serious threat, man. Like this is like, and not only bringing in child trafficking, but taking out. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it, that's the the part that's disturbing, and and like I said, they, these kids they they think socialism, communism. The thing they don't see is they're like, well, we're trying to make it better for everybody. No, you don't get it. You're trying to put more power into the people that want it. That mm-hmm. and when you have less people that have more power, that's not a good thing. Yeah. When it's taken away people's drive, that's the big thing for me. Is like, there's no motivation in the, in my generation. I'm a little younger. I have friends, and I. I hate when people look at me and they go, it must be nice. You know, when I got my new truck or whatever, and I'm like, bitch, I'm working. Yeah. When you're working 80 hours a week dealing with shit bags all the time. Yeah. It is nice when you sit down and you go, you know what? I can afford this. And when people are working part-time at seven 11, living at their mom and dad's house Mm -hmm. and they're not affected really when the tax laws change or different presidents come into office and, and, um, things like that. And they're in that situation because they aren't motivated to get out of it. And that's my thing is like, I'm driven. Like, I've cut people out of my life. If you're not trying to advance in some capacity where it's finding a new job, you don't have to be successful. But if you're not like trying to progress and trying to learn a new skill or, or, you know, fine tune something or find a hobby, like if you're just sitting around not doing anything, I don't have time for that in my life. I got three kids now. And it's like the people that are in my life are in my life purposely. And they're people that push me and that keep me accountable. And it's like, if you're just going to sit around and and dick around on call of duty all day, I don't have time for that. Yeah. I mean, I've been, you know, up until I got, what, five, six years, however long I've been doing this new occupation. Mm-hmm. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I was bouncing my friggin' debit card, you know, yeah. monthly. Like, that was just it. Like, that's just, that was normal. Like, oh, you know, I'd, I'd have to actually think like, oh, if I buy this, you know, maybe I won't fucking eat at the end of the month. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, paying rent in California is no joke. No, it's not. No, it's not. But it's because people lose, they, they, uh, it's all, per- life is perception. So like people who see their life and they can't, not a lot of people are empathetic and we're not taught that kind of stuff in school. So it, we're not nurtured on our empathy. We're not taught how we should treat each other. And like, really, you got to be empathetic to situations because each situation is different. But what people have, what's happening to people, and I know it's a timeless used phrase, but it's victimhood. It's people are just thinking that like, hey, uh, you know, I'm never going to get it. Like I heard my niece, my niece is 10 years old and she's like, I'll never be rich. I'm like, yeah, with the attitude like that, you'll right. never be 
you'll never be fucking rich ever. And that's, ever. that's but I was what like, makes everything look that, so attractive with, Oh, we'll just give you free shit. Like, you know, these people that aren't going to amount to anything, they're like, they, they've convinced themselves already. They're never going to own a property. They're never going to own a business. They're never going to do anything except for work at a coffee shop. So, you know, why shouldn't somebody else pay for them to go to school for economics or underwater basket weaving or gender whatever. studies, gender studies. Yeah. Yeah. But, and it's, and like you, the thing that sucks about it is they're going to do some useless uh, trade or they're going to pick a trade that they're not even going to go work in. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, go find what makes you happy. If it's taking pictures and you make enough money to live your life happily, who cares what yeah. people think? Like, why do you have to live by any standard? But everybody's like, oh, and then they just live in this miserable, miserable rut, whatever they're doing. Like you said, they're like, yeah, I work at the grocery store. I hate it here. It's been 20 years. I mean, I get paid. You're like, leave. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. No, it makes a lot of sense. It's just uh, the forced government reliance right now is something that, that has concerned me for a while and is, is very prevalent in the, you know, way the government's kind of herding the people towards right now. And I really wish that, uh, it's even cliche to say, wake up some people just, you know, start getting their shit together, pick themselves up and, uh, you know, try to make a better life for themselves. So I wish it would be, uh, you know, something to that extent to kind of get out of this rut we're in right now as we start to hopefully all open back up. Yeah. I think we, I think everybody is going to start opening up pretty big, but like for me, like my whole thing about like, cause you know, the whole truth community like is cool. And like, there's all kinds of different aspects, like people like flat earthers. Like, uh, uh, I was talking to James, he's going to get, uh, he has a homie. I think you guys just had him. I was going to listen to that. I haven't got to that episode yet. What's his name? That oh, flat Dave. Earth? did you Dave, guys do an episode? Dave Weiss. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Uh, you know, he'll get you thinking at least at the end of the day. Yeah, it was interesting. Which I, which I love that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Like I tell, like I love listening to stuff about aliens, blizzard people, That's all that stuff's great, say. right? No, it's fun. It's, no it's entertaining to me. And there's always the realm of possibility. You know, I'm like, okay, of course, there's always a realm. But that's not what I, the thing that gets frustrating is that people focus on those things. And I'm like, to me, it just saturates what we try to bring to the table. And to mm -hmm. me, a big thing that we forget about, you know, we talk about elitism, but the weapon that I always talk about is the intelligence agencies that have gone like, is there good people in them? Sure, there is good people, but the the thing is, they're drowned out yeah. by the the, yeah. the top the the top of the line is is setting the stage for everything. You yeah. know what I mean? Unfortunately, and I think that like there's a shift, and I'm hoping that it shifts that way, but I don't know. You know what I mean? But I think that once it gets bad enough, inevitably humans will always win. But it just hasn't got bad enough yet. We're just at the stage of where things are kind of unfolding. It's a little bit uncomfortable. There's conversations, but like when you get like mid world because i feel like there's a world war three coming if you see the stage that they're setting with china yeah um, it, it's very eerily similar to the uh world war ii with germany you got the uyghurs in china you had the uh the holocaust in germany yeah and i feel like poland and taiwan they go hand in hand i feel like if taiwan falls then that's going to be the initiation well, that's 100 percent. yeah like conflict if, if we become you know visually too weak to to you know protect Taiwan, then China becomes the next superpower. And Jesus yep. Christ, have we given out some bad fucking optics for the last yeah. month or so. China. So do you think there'd ever be an attack on US soil? Like an full on invasion? If they take our if they take our guns, yeah. <laughs> well, they're not taking actually all my guns got lost when I moved. Mine too, man. Yeah. If anybody sees them, let me know. <laughs> 
They were in a fire. It was also yeah. too. My vaccination card was in there too. Yeah, it was crazy yeah. that, and then um, my Biden voting um, <laughs> stickers and all that stuff. It all went in this. It was all in a. <laughs> I, I laminated mine. It was weird. They sank still. Oh, that yeah, isn't that when weird. we had that same apartment? Remember? Yeah, we yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? It was that. Yeah. That um, Biden burned, uh, election party down. we had and yeah. then it got out of control. Yeah. <laughs> the boating accident? Yeah. <laughs> well, was when, the, you had, when you invite Antifa, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, those guys got a little out of control. We're not inviting them next time. Yeah, no free turtlenecks <laughs> this time. <laughs> no, but it, it's it's hard because, you know, we do the show every week and um, we try to not be downers. But there's a lot of depressing shit going on, you know? And at the end of the day, it's like, you still have to live your life. And I like what you said, you know, people get caught up in these whether it's flat earth or being black pilled or red pilled and that's their allegiance and then they're balls deep in that and that only well, and, and, and then everything's the matrix and everything's this and everything's a psyop and everything's fake and everything's an illusion and it's like look dude Ro and i were talking this off air my mortgage is not part of the <laughs> matrix <laughs> that is due is on the psyop. first of the month and there's someone coming to collect that my power bill if i don't pay that it's, i'm not sticking it to the man my shit's getting shut off yeah. you know what else is in a psyop Showing up to work late a couple yeah, times. Yeah, that's why it's like time. <laughs> we're talking that time's a construct, and it's like tell that to my job when I get fired for being late for yeah. a week, or when I don't file my taxes. Or you just time. don't get paid for that day. And so for I agree, man. Because you know you got to educate yourself, and it's fun to dive into flat Earth because I don't. I still don't believe in that, but it was fun having Dave on and him just dropping knowledge, and it makes you think. And you're like, man, that's crazy. Well, you have to have an open mind. You have to look yeah. at things, and I've heard conversations with coworkers, mm -hmm. and you know they're off having the conversation, and they're like. Well, you know, how do you, uh, they're just lumping everybody in with one particular group. Sure. Like you're going to take whatever the craziest thing that a select group of people who have ties to believe. Yeah. And you're just going to put everybody, you're lump everybody in. It's like, well, how do you, how, how can you argue with these people when they think that the elites are killing babies and drinking their blood? And I'm like, well, and, that, and that's a really good point too, because right now it's pretty much the only, it's like you have Q and Fauci. And those are the only two things. Yeah. So it's like if Fauci, you don't believe Fauci, Fauci you're with Q. Yeah. Exactly. If you and if you are with Q, then you are against Fauci, and it's just. But meanwhile, there's a lot a of people. Then you're a domestic terrorist. Yeah. There's right. a lot of people <laughs> sitting directly in the middle. They think for themselves. They think rationally. They see how fucked up shit's getting, yeah. and they're like, "Well, this affects me. Like, I work. I went to school. I'm paying my bills. How dare you? I'm being careful." I believe that people are probably that are susceptible to the coronavirus are in danger. Sure. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not far left. I'm not far right. I'm just in the middle and I believe, but they're still getting lumped in. Yeah. And like, that's, oh, for sure. that's yeah. part of the hard part. Like we we're talking earlier about, like, we need a new party. It's scary that and you it's can it's hard tell. because there's, I hope, I mean, I hope that there's a revolution where it's just patriots and there's no left or right, but it's people that are tired of being you know, labeled this way or that way. And, and we've talked about this up until election night, I was a diehard. I would qu tell myself I'm a Republican. Yeah. And, or not the, like, I'm sorry, the, um, capital quote unquote insurrection. When I saw the mass amount of <laughs> oh, Republicans, nice. that's the key word. See, we did a disclaimer for our intro before we got on with you. And we usually try to go through all the things to get off Spotify. We talked about how Dr. Fauci <laughs> is a fraud. The 2020 election was stolen. We just say the name George Soros. Bill Gates, <laughs> Bill Gates is microchipping kids. Like I kind of go down the list. We just can't get kicked off Spotify. We will. But we forgot, say we Soros, forgot I got a the insurrection might be. <laughs> we forgot insurrection. But that's the point is you see the amount of people who turn their back on Trump who are quote unquote Republicans. And then you were like, this is all 
just a big uh, cluster of, of elitism, and and we would need that. And just to circle back, circle back to my point, oh, okay. <laughs> you um you know whatever your passion is, whether it's flat Earth or aliens or Illuminati or George Soros, um, the hut, you got to live your life. Mm-hmm. And some of these people we interact with, they're cool and you interact with them, and then they're, it's like, is this all that you do? I got kids and a wife. Like, I want to play video games one day a week or yeah. just watch a movie and, and veg out. I'm not on my computer, my laptop. Hey, this is a psyop. Did you see this? Did you? And I'm like, I, I have time where I do that and I, I look at stuff and I like to investigate things. But some people get so deep down the rabbit hole and it's almost like, like I had a buddy in high school, not a buddy, but a guy I went to high school with. He took acid and never came back. He's been Looney Tunes ever since. That's how some of these people are. They take one step into this puddle of whether it's conspiracies or the Q thing, and then they just don't come back. And you're like, dude, snap out of it. Like, you got to go to work. You got to, you know, Mother's Day's coming up, man. You got to be like present for that. You can't just be everything's this, everything's conspiracy. And then that did takes your whole life. You have to have that worldview, but there's some, there's some of these people, there's no talking sense in them because they're just so batshit crazy with this stuff. And it's like, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I still got kids to raise. You know, I still got bills to pay. It's not everything's a psyop. You wind up just locking yourself into a different simulation. And and that's the thing. I mean, you have to be able to, if you need to fight the good fight, piggybacking off of your last statement, you have to be able to investigate, research, educate yourself, and then apply it using you. Mm -hmm. Not what that narrative is, not what everybody else is doing. How do you put your own spin on it to make yourself like a contributing factor to whatever it is you're passionate about. Yeah. And, and, and not let it eat you alive, which right. is what a lot of people are, are doing right now. And I, I just see a lot of, you know, in the, in the doomer culture, Sorry. in like the, uh, listen, at the end of the day, the progressive left and the hardcore leftist establishment are, they show bad optics, but they are completely unified. Mm-hmm. They chum the water they circle the target, they take it out, and then they move on. Yeah. And, and it's just one of those things to where all the other factions are kind of like, you know, there's the libertarians, there's the yeah. moderate conservatives. Independents, the non-voters. There's so many, like, different aspects. What I tell people all the time is this. They go, well, what do you do? Like, because they always think, like, I guess people think, like, I don't know that I'm just going to give them the answers. Because a lot of times, especially, like, right before the election, people are like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, I don't know. What are you? I'm going to go to work. I got to go to work. Man. I always, I don't know, man. And then, but I go, this is what you can do. They go, well, how are we going to get out of this? Like, everything sucks. And what's the point of anything? I said, well, this is how you don't lose hope. Yeah. You go, you could stay informed, right? Stay informed. But your best weapon is live a happy life. Do what you enjoy. Smile. Go hang out with your kids. Go uh, see the friend you haven't seen in a while. Travel. Even if you have to do some of the restrictions you don't want to deal with, do what you normally would do as best to your ability and just keep living life because that's how you win. If you just bend over or just hide in your corner, you're going to lose. You just got to keep pushing little where you can. And there's sometimes we'll be like, okay, and then pick and choose your battles. Be like, is this really a... Like, I get mad at people, too, that, like, and I get shit for this because I don't like either way. Like, I don't want somebody to yell at somebody for not wearing a mask, and I don't want somebody to yell at somebody for wearing a mask. Okay. You know what I mean? I feel like it should be your own personal decision. Now, do I think that you're misinformed? Yeah, but is it my job to tell you that uh, 
No, it's not. And no. if I, if you ask me, I could tell you. And if you don't want to listen, I go, hey, no problem. And I keep going. But these people that want to force their ideas onto people, I'm like, whether it's left, right, whatever we want to call it, that's the problem. I was like, the only solution is just live your life, find a hobby. Or, or like I said, go find family, find friends, find something that can connect you to this world besides these things that you get lost in, whether it's Twitter, celebrities, yeah. conspiracies, go or politicians. But, but don't make it your only you know, viable option. And like you said, and I really like that some of those points you made, you know, we've talked about all the different mental health aspects of this. If you're doing a lot of those things that you're encouraging that are just, you know, wholesome things, family, hobbies, even refining yourself at work, um, you know, working on your kids and doing side projects around the house, just finding things that make you happy, developing and building relationships with your friends instead of just having people you hang out with you're going to be able to be a lot more of a contributing factor to, you know, a, a lot of the problems that are going on in this country right now and, and, and be able, more people will be unified than we think if a lot more of that happened. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's just, we're at one of those tipping points right now to where it's just like drive-by headlines, shock factor. It's like the one group runs all the way here to see this and they run all the way there to see that. And, and I, we just need, you know, some people to be focusing on themselves. And, 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 and that and, and building our energy and spreading that energy to get other people because I say, OK, maybe we won't. Maybe I'm not going to be the exact person that changes it, but maybe I inspire the person that does change exactly, things or yeah. finds the way or figures it out. Maybe we can maybe you have a conversation with some kid like da, 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 like little something that you don't even think of nothing. But to them, maybe that triggers something into them and they build it. You just don't know. So if you keep pushing that positive energy, nothing bad is going to happen if you try to put that. I know we have our bad days, but as best as you can, you know, just live your life and be like, you know what? I'm having a shitty day. I'm going to do what I like, whether it's, you know, hang out with my kid or uh, play some video games or whatever. But I'm going to keep being productive and I'm not going to beat myself up. So tomorrow I'm going to try to hit that goal again, whether it's to get that promotion, whether it's to get hey, I need to edit an episode of a podcast or I need to write this uh, song. I need whatever it is. Just you have something that you want to do. Everybody does, whether it's drawing. Everybody has some kind of passion, but they've been beat down over the years of this indoctrination of like where you, you have to have that college degree. You have to have a white picket fence. So we have a country full of kids that went to college for no reason that didn't know what they wanted to do, which would have probably benefited way more going to a trade school or some sort yep. or trying to figure out like some kind of certification mm -hmm. or just to like, just start the workforce. I, that's what I did. I just jumped into the workforce and then people get mad at me because they're like, well, why do you get paid more than me? I'm like, cause I know this job, man. I've been in a warehouse for 20 years. There you go. Yeah, I know I, how I to run a warehouse. Ditches oh, well, I got a degree in this. Well, guess what? You don't know how to do this shit. Yeah. I do. <laughs> And they feel this superiority of like, well, I had to pay 50 grand. That's not my fault. Yeah. A lot of people thought I was going to like jump on the like, yeah, uh, wipe out student debt. And I'm like, nope, I think that's stupid. I say, if you're going to wipe out student debt, then why wipe out my debt? And then yeah. give me the money back for all the debt that I paid for. Yeah. If you've already paid for your student debt, then give me a freaking uh, credit or something. <laughs> if I don't get mine paid for. Yeah. And they, and they go, well, it's not our fault. It is your fault. You made that decision. It was a financial decision. I said, if I bought a car when I was 18 that I couldn't afford, say I was working at Walmart and I'm trying to buy a $60,000 truck or $70,000 truck that I cannot afford, that's me. That's my fault, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it, same thing you did with college because there's other options. There's community college, trade schools. There's other viable options that you could do for cheap. The only ones you would have to go to a university is like a lawyer, doctor, certain things where you have to go through certain schooling. 
to get those uh, uh, certifications and degrees. But other than that, well, a lot of these people, they probably didn't retain any information from college anyway. It was just a party. Like it was just something to do that you're supposed to do. And everybody went and did it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's an excellent point you made right there. And, you know, they become teachers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they get to themselves some Birkenstocks and Com- uh, communist operatives, a Che Guevara t-shirt. And they learn, <laughs> they learn how to be teachers. I was one of those ones. How is, how is Che not offensive? <laughs> I well, mean, too many people have them on their t-shirts, you know. I mean, I was dumb. I loved rage. So, I mean, at one point I was like, yeah, Che. I didn't know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's, yeah. but, you, but you've educated yourself and now you do know. And there's a lot of people that they don't want to take the chance to dig into anything. They just want to have the media feed them whatever they're supposed to know, whatever their celebrities, whatever their sports athletes and all that stuff, whatever they want them to know, they'll be told. And too many people are happy with that. They have no interest in becoming informed. They don't want to have conversations that make them uncomfortable. They don't want to think about things that make them uncomfortable. So as long as everything's fine, because they're wearing a mask, then everything's good. Yeah, we had, like, we were circle back to Dave. Yeah. He, <laughs> he came on last week, and the first thing that we noticed when he came up was that he had a Che Air shirt on. And I was <laughs> like, oh, boy. I'm sure it was harmlessly meant, and I'm sure Dave had no knowledge of the fact that he rounded up gays for sport and aggravatedly murdered them just because they were homosexuals. But I mean, it's just the things that kids don't get today. They, and that's the sad part is they'll wear that Che Guevara shirt when they're like in middle school or high school and then they start to do the research and then they go by the guy's memoirs and then they become part of that ideology. And it's just like, what started out as an old Navy t-shirt turned into someone who's got all of these radical views. But the guy making mean comments on Twitter, he's, he's the real genocide. Exactly. He's the worst thing ever. Well, that's what really happens in the universities. Cause you got a bunch of like, you know, people that don't know. There is those people that are like, Hey, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be whatever. And they're, they have that razor focus and they're going to just get things done. But predominantly there's a bunch of people that are like, I don't know, what's your major? Ah, I changed it three times. You know what I mean? I don't know what I'm going to do. Now I'm going to do a, I think I'm going to do a poetry, like whatever. Right. And they keep changing their majors. They don't know what they actually want to do. And they're just wasting time and they're they're trying to find something to attach to. Then someone goes, Hey man, you heard about this. And then like, you know, then they get part of a movement and then they're so want to be part of something that they just fall into anything. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're, you know, just, taking the grants and the money for towards rent and stuff like that. And they're like, well, I have to go to school in order to get this money. I don't want to work. All I have to do is just show up and not fail completely. And I still get the money. So here I am. Uh And I tell people like, fine, if you want to work the government like that, I'm cool with that. Right. But don't do, you're not going to do yourself any favors. If you use that to like get your business started or go to school or like better yourself, Man, that's what you're supposed to do. More power to you. If you're gonna get that help, that help, then you better use it to better yourself for real. You you don't want to have the government to support you because then you're at their will of anything they want you to do. You need to be self sufficient. That's what they. That's what they fear the most is the self sufficient working class man because they're like, oh man, 
that that guy could build. Why do you think they don't let you build cars anymore? Do you see people working on cars like how we used to? Like when I was growing up, my dad, his friends, and generations before that, they've made it more difficult because they don't want you. They want more control. I think it makes it because people think it's the betterment for society. And I think that's what this whole like, uh, you know, uh, whiteness. I don't know if he's uh, yeah, no, thing. I, I was going to, I pulled this article up, like not to dive into the identity politics, but I have this article up. It's uh, I don't know if you've seen it. It's from this uh, website called the root. Go ahead. And his name is uh, Damon Young. He wrote this article and here's a little brief a couple, about it. It says uh, whiteness is a public health crisis. Yep. <gasps> it shortens life expense, uh, expense, uh, expense, expectancy, whatever I can, <laughs> I can say it. It pollutes air. It constricts equilibrium. It devastates for, uh, forests. It melts ice caps. It sparks and funds wars. It flattens delegates. It infests uh, consciousness and it kills people. It extended back 400 years and has tentacles clawing everywhere. White supremacy exists here in America, which is everywhere. White supremacy is a virus that, like other viruses, will not die until there are no bodies left for for it to infect which means the only way to stop it is to locate it isolate it extract it and kill it wow, and my bad the the article was called whiteness is a pandemic yeah. oh it sounds like that guy's gonna have a job at the new york times really soon <laughs> so. and that's the thing but when you so there is definitely white supremacy there's definitely racism there's definitely bad people doing bad things to other people of whatever race, color, creed, yada, yada. Uh, but when you start diluting everything by calling everything racist, then it makes it that much harder to target and stamp out that total negativity. I mean, you're even calling now, I'm sure we've all seen it, because we've talked about it on the show a couple of times, minority on minority crime. Sean, there was that guy, um, he was an elderly man, he got sucker punched, by an African-American, hit his head when he hit the ground, wound up dying. Oh, yeah. That was like a month ago? Yeah. And then they wound up... Making flyers. That said, that man, the Asian man, was killed by an African-American because of white, white nationalism, and it must be stopped because apparently black people won't stop killing Asians until white nationalism is destroyed. It would be interesting right I now. I heard a little bit about that. Was that in Cali? Um, no... I wasn't it, it sure was, where that was. was somewhere yeah, on the west sure coast, though. Yeah, Frisco or I, I think it might, it might have been, been in California, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think but it might the, have been. But the the flyer didn't say anything about his killer. His killer. It just wow. said white nationalism is the we're going to march against white nationalism. Yeah, which is fine. Look, that's fine. No. You can march about that all you want, but you have <clears> to just really don't march into my yard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, because there's going to be repercussions. You have to realize that. You can't just label everything. You're going to dilute the message so much by saying that everything is white nationalism. Yeah. It's like, no, that was that was another person of another race attacking another person of another race. And it probably didn't even matter to either of those people what their races were. It was no, just an opportunistic no. crime. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt that kid punched that old man. He's like, this guy's Asian. Right. I hate Asians. Yeah. No. That wasn't his train of thought. Like, and it, maybe it was, but there's I, a soft I highly target. doubt it. My friends are sitting across the street in the car videotaping it. It's going to look fresh on IG yes. Live. Or on I'm going to knock his fucking teeth World out. Star. <laughs> exactly. Well, remember, there was the knockout game for a while. Oh, that was like, epic, That was a, yeah. a whole challenge. Like, yep. they were, like, knocking out people. Like, that, was scary. that sucker punch yeah. is the thing I hate about the newest generation. I was like, man, you guys don't even fight, man. You guys 
Think, yeah. And then they'd be like, yeah, I knocked that fool out. Yeah, man, he wasn't looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> he was eating a hot dog, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you ruined that man's day. Yeah. The guy was well, buying his kid an ice cream. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But the, and a classic example of this like dichotomy between white supremacists and Black Lives Matter was the whole, what, year long just tirade of burning shit and looting mm-hmm. and basically holding citizens hostage in their own cities because they couldn't leave based on their race or pulling people out of their trucks on the freeway because of their skin color. And then the quote unquote, uh, Capitol Hill, whatever bullshit. I'm not saying it was a victimless crime, but if they wanted to burn that place to the down, burn it to the ground, they would have. They were 100%. literally taking That's a, what I said. an aggressive oh, tour. If they wanted to take it over, they would have And we it talked over. about, because we did like an emergency broadcast that day, kind of covering it on our show. Should they have stormed it? Look, it was a turmoil time. But were there people, you know, burning and, and, and lighting toilets on fire? And no, no. none of that happened. One person died. That was tragic. Whatever yeah. the circumstances were, we still don't really know. Someone died regardless. Shouldn't have happened. Don't care. But... If these people, you're talking about people that are on the conservative movement, which is what, like 95% of gun owners in the U.S.? You're saying that this group incited violence? If they wanted to incite violence, it would have been like a Call of Duty gulag no guns found? You know what I mean? Not one gun was found on anybody. And then not only that, the insurrection of Antifa and all that BS got swept under the rug. So it's like, don't sit here and tell me that there's a war between white nationalists and Black Lives Matter because Black Lives Matter and Antifa had literally a get-out-of-jail-free card for burning down 70 And one of the cities. most ignorant like, things. Like literally there was funds set up to get them out of jail for one free. One of the most ignorant things Kamala I Harris. saw. And I body bagged someone on Facebook because of this. Because oh when goodness. the when the Capitol insurrection happened, they were like, oh, if those were black people, people would have been shot on the street. And I just pop, posted a link. It was like a montage of nine months of just people of color, whether they're black, Hispanic, whatever, even white people from Antifa, mm-hmm. of just destroying federal property. For nine months, nobody got arrested. Nobody got arrested. So it's like, don't sit here and tell me or that- Or they got arrested and released. It's more, yeah, of, a, with, it's more of a detention. It's more of a timeout. Yeah. Hey, yeah. No, you're getting a little too crazy out there. Right. Come on, come on, catch your breath. Yeah, here's your Maltel cocktail back. We poured <laughs> out the lighter fluid, but uh, please don't throw this at anybody. But it, it, it's such a different like narrative yeah. because people are like, we feared for our lives. And like you feared for your life because some quadriplegic in a motorized wheelchair was drooling, driving around the Capitol, taking like just taking pictures. Yeah. You know, the, the <laughs> boneless, her, living her best life with the her boneless chicken wing <laughs> raided the Capitol and you guys are scared. It's like, come on, dude, don't tell me that. No, the insurrectionists stayed within the velvet ropes. Hey, they, how many people? Yeah, they cleaned man, up that trash. That was like the most comical thing. Yeah. I, I, that's the first thing I noticed. I'm like, are they walking through the ropes? They cleaned up trash like, afterwards. Yeah. And, yeah. and the people who were paid actors, the, the guy from BLM who was on, I forget his name, something X, Jalen X, Jordan X, the guy who got paid $70,000. Oh, to film it? Right, from yeah. MSNBC and CNN. He was in there first. I would have filmed it for free. If you Buffalo Man, Retard, was in there. I mean, he was a paid actor. And there were several others. He is an actor, actually. Yo, he yeah. is a musician. Yeah, is. And an actor. How many conservatives were like locked down inside the Capitol? And they were like, this is going to be fucking epic if they break down the wall. You know, no, and, and you have like some probably savage guys in there. You know, Dan Crenshaw was there. We don't, we kind of oh. mixed feelings, but... Navy SEAL. We don't have mixed feelings. The guy's a motherfucking cuck. He's a patriot, but also a Thank terrible you politician. Thank you for your service. Stop voting for open borders. Correct. But he was probably in there like, 
getting all like amped up, like this is gonna be fucking epic. He's putting, <laughs> on, putting on war paint and shit. Yeah. No, but I mean, you, it, ju you just hear a, a sidearm rack. At the end of the oh, day, oh, sorry, we're not doing that. What happened? There it's was like an Arnold property... Schwarzenegger montage of him putting on. <laughs> there was some property damage. Ashley Babbitt tragically was killed. Yeah. If that is her real name. Um, somebody took a shit in Mitch McConnell's office. Classic. We know, we know that's a fact. Who wouldn't? Right. Some people yelled, hang Mike Pence, and yeah. Nancy Pelosi's laptop got stolen, and that's it. I mean, if you want to call that the greatest attack on American soil since Pearl Harbor and 9-11 combined. Then congratulations, ahead, you're stupid. Yeah. I mean, there, there are still politicians this week who are on Capitol Hill saying that the Capitol Hill police officer was bludgeoned to death and died when the forensic autopsy that was done on him clearly showed that he died almost 48 hours after that incident. Of a fentanyl overdose? From a brain aneurysm. Was that too soon? No, somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, I think I, I lost you guys. I don't see you guys anymore. We see you. I, yeah, I just see, like, it shows that little, like, blink, like. The GoPro know. might have died of battery. Oh, there you go. There we go. Can you see us now? Not yet. Well, no, it doesn't matter. As long as you can hear us, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Just, it looks like my cool. laptop is getting very uh, stupid. low on power. Um, here, you can use my charger. Hopefully this doesn't cause epic problems. You're, no, definitely, you're definitely not going to have video now. Um, but the other thing that's funny is there's been worse, like senior pranks at high schools yeah. than what happened at the yeah. Capitol. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's like, come Ashley on. Babbitt dying. You're correct. Right. But it's like, this was a senior prank in a sense. They've taken, like, shits. We're gonna They've taken shits in all the but principal's with the offices. Babbitt, yeah. But yeah. with the Ashley Babbitt, uh, my friend, he's a, uh, ex, uh, air force, you know what I mean? Okay. And he was talking about it and he said, you know what? She was security detail. She of all people knows that protocol is if you cross that line, you get shot. And yeah. I was like, I and didn't know that. Like, too, I was she knew a podcast was, with them. She knew the repercussions. And I was like, okay, I kind of, he was like, I'm not saying that she deserved that. None of that. He's like, I'm just saying that she of all people knew that in these federal situations, she's done the security details and all that. Uh -huh. Like, I'm not, and I was like, that is a good point. And he was like, I'm like, again, I'm not trying to like say that she said, he said, but she should have known. So I don't know why she did that, you know? Well, and then there's, the the stuff about the Capitol, like having this has never happened before. 1967, armed Black Panthers stormed the Capitol. Mm -hmm. And even what Joe Biden claimed that he... And then in the he 80s, in 20s, what's her name? Uh, uh, they bombed it, remember? Yeah, yeah she was the, the BLM. The chief, the chief operating officer for Black Lives Matter who was yep. pardoned on Bill Clinton's last day of office. She bombed the Capitol. It used to be the weather, the, what's it? The, the weather something. The weather underground. Yeah, weather underground. There yep. you go. And then, um, I mean, if you want to look, look, go back to the Kavanaugh hearings. They stormed the Capitol. Yeah. They yeah. filled the halls. They overran security, and they pushed themselves through the Capitals in a much more violent manner, for the most part, than what happened on January 6th. Well, even Joe Biden said that he got arrested when he was in his 20s at the Capitol for trespassing. Well, we can't believe anything that guy says because he's... Sean, but there's... there's yeah. Well, I, Tell us your feelings about stupid. about Joe Biden just in general. All right. Oh, is it him? him? <laughs> is it sometimes a hologram? Is it sometimes a deep fake? Is it an actor? What do you think? That part, I don't know. Like, I guess I don't get too caught up. Like, it, that does trip me out, those things. But I get mm -hmm. more caught up in, like, uh, his foreign policy. Like, yeah. he's just back to old. Uh, we're back to the old uh, imperialism. Military-industrial you know I mean? like, complex. Military-industrial complex. And I, and I don't like that. I think that we... I don't like that. I have a lot of friends in the military, and I don't want them. I, don't, I feel like they should be here. And I'm like, you should be here if you're protecting my freedom. And it's not their fault, because you got to go where you got to go. But I'm saying, like, we got to get the person that's in charge, not just him, but that whole mentality of, like, we got to, like, 
put our policies. We we don't even do de, uh, declare war anymore. You know what I mean? No. We just go into places. We have no de, uh We're supposed to go through Congress, and now they gave the power to the, the president. It's just a joke to me. I was like, it just seems like corporatists uh, benefiting because mm. a lot of the stuff that I've watched over the years, like I was just recently watching a documentary. Okay. And they talk about that, like of how World War II could have ended at any time. Uh, the oil industry was funding, you know what I mean? That Because it's profitable. Anything profitable, big companies, like Coca-Cola had like marketing plans for uh, Nazis. You know what I mean? Yeah, they sure They had did. like Nazis, uh, the, the swastika on Cokes. Like they're going to always try to profit. So war is profitable for them. And I think that there's a lot of people pushing for that all the time. And when you get politicians that align with it, it's very dangerous. And I kept telling people, I said, be careful what you wish for. You think Donald Trump's bad? Yeah, you're not getting some bad tweets and some people like talking shit. You're talking about literally a lot of us being in jeopardy of real losing our freedom, not just our freedoms from the government, but also freedoms to go other countries where we're at war, where people were enemies, because then people have to uh, align with somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, they can't. They're going to they have to make the lines. If we go at it with China or Russia or anything like that, because I believe there's going to be a proxy war Mm. with uh, Iran and I just kept saying, if Biden comes president, I'm gonna we're gonna see a proxy war with Iran. That's gonna probably lead to some kind of conflict with China, whether it's um, us on their soil. I believe that we'll never fight on their soil, or they'll fight on our soil. I think it's always gonna be some kind of like neutral ground, like Taiwan, Iran, something like that. Yeah, love them or hate them. For the last four years, China, North Korea, Syria, Iran, one hundred percent, Russia, all felt. And even maybe mutually agreed with the big dick energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fact at the end of the day. Like, hey, there's some Chad in the White House. You could be Chad over there, but stay the fuck over there. Mm-hmm. You don't like tariffs? Too bad. But, you know, we'll, we'll give you guys some good deals on taxes for, like, cars. Now, in the last 48 hours, you've had Russia, North Korea, and China pretty much all tell <laughs> Joe Biden to go fuck himself. And, yeah, and, tell and he that. did nothing. He just looks so weak right now. Like he makes our country look so, so, so weak. It's like very terrible. Like time. Like I. Like no matter if we could go conspiracies, like I said earlier, or anything. Not liking politicians. I don't remember a time ever in my existence of where I'm like, wow, we look weak as fuck. You know what I mean? Not since uh, what's his face, polio wheelchair. Anybody? FDR. Yeah, I mean that's the <laughs> last time pretty much anybody kind of felt like. <laughs> but know, I wasn't alive for that. No, I don't think any of us were. I mean, I'm 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 the oldest in the room, but I don't think that any of us were. I feel that's a black and white flashback. Yeah, it's um what a time to be alive. Best timeline ever still though. But it, well the funny part too is and we use this term off air all the time, buyer's remorse with these people that voted for Biden. You know, it's like when you buy something you didn't need, like and then as soon as you get home and you unpack it and you go, Why did I buy this this is or this doesn't work this is is broken this lied to me (laughs) and but you have a lot of people that were on facebook going hard in for biden and in reality like even when he debated we had no idea what his policies were we still don't i mean we're finding out as he's like signing stuff we're like or not signing stuff or being forced at um heart what is this heart shut up yeah heart attack pen to the back of him probably just sign it they're gonna zap him if he doesn't but it's such a comic thing where all these people that are sticking up for Biden are literally radio silent. Yeah. And online on Twitter, like no one's being like Biden's doing such a great job unless you're Al Gore. Um, oh God. But <laughs> the general public. Calling him out actually. 
Huh? Well, a lot of the people I interact with on Facebook that I have friends or family that were pro Biden have not said anything since oh, he got elected. Silent? Nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They just because what are you silent. gonna what are you gonna stick up for? You want war? Yeah. Oh, did you yeah. want war? Did you want the less stimulus check that he promised you? Did you want like to be taxed more? Right, no, it was going to be four hundred dollars and more. Now it's down, already down to two hundred dollars, and he hasn't signed any or two hundred thousand a year, and he hasn't even. And signed no one's heard yet. from this dude. Right. I mean, he makes appearances, and then someone videotapes him rock climbing the staircase. He makes green screen appearances. Yeah, what was up with that? That was trippy. That was really trippy, man. I I can't call. I mean. Like I said, I always see the realm of possibility. And I know, man, there's a lot of stuff. Like, if you dig into, like, you know, the whole central intelligence and, you know, like We're living in a movie. Operation Paperclip and yep. all the Nazis, scientists that have been involved in a lot of the stuff, there's always stuff going on that we don't know about, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That was just weird. I was like, I don't know if he's like, I think he's just declining, man. And I think they're injecting him with something. That like right. like I don't know adrenaline or you know what I mean like what? some kind of thing. They're that probably giving him, him cortisone. Uptake, cortisone then, like, shots he just kind of like wears it down, and I think he's yeah. just losing it. And they're Decadurable. just trying to like Woodrow Wilson him and just kind of like run it out until like they could get what they want done. They need to give him whatever Tom Brady's taking. Just take control. They just want to get control. It's, to me, witch. it's like mafia wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. It's this oligarch versus this oligarch. And yeah. It definitely. Each makes politician sense. is fighting. For and him. certain families have power for a certain amount of time, and then it switches. But the goal is all the same. Yeah, you control know. and power. Yeah, the goal's all the same. Well, and that's actually a great point. You know, with with the mob in in America, the mafia. There's five families in New York. There's what eight around the country or something like that. They all simultaneously work together, and then at some point they all hate each other, yeah. and the circle goes round and round. But every family is working towards the same goal: it's to make money and to get territory. And they play with each other nice for a while. Then there's wars within the families and then there's violence and then they make up. And it's, that's a pretty good analogy because the politicians is the same thing. And then some people switch families every once in a while, or, or you do like collabs and you help each other with the politicians. It's like that. And that's my point with the capital insurrection thing. When everyone turned their back on Trump, you realize it's not Republican Democrat. If you take a zoomed out picture, it's the elite versus society. I mean, it, it's a microcosm. Like you yeah. said, the mafia, that's a microcosm of, if you want to go to the 13 families, if you want to go to the shadows behind them, mm -hmm. all the way down to local, you know, oh, yeah. crime and stuff like that, it's money, power, territory, power. and that's it. So sometimes you play nice, sometimes you don't, and yeah. that's just the way the business works. And it depends on the personality of the person that's in power. Yeah. Like the people in power, like, are going to dictate, like, what we do and because that energy goes around and then people kind of get that vibration, but from all the lies that people have heard over the years, my whole lifespan, you just hear politicians spewing lies. Like, yep. oh, we're going to do this. And then you're like, well, that never happened. Yeah. And like, when they talk about the schools, like you were saying earlier, like, you're like, where's the money going to the schools? What schools? And you're like, these ones, it doesn't look like it. You know what I mean? Right. That's why I'm for, uh, uh, you know, was it the school of choice or yes. whatever that, like school uh, choice. the charter schools and all that, yeah. like they're way better. I'm like, if a school is not satisfactory, it needs to be shut down, man. Yeah. I mean, like, do we just, there's no that saving it. That $2 trillion COVID stimulus bill and less than 2% of that went to any kind of anything to do with anything with education. Thank God. That, that's preparation to go back, teachers, vaccinate, you name it, it wasn't covered by that bill. Well, a lot of teacher unions are out here all of a sudden they're uh, activists. 
right. they're not going back to work until immigration reform happens or minimum wage increase. And it's like, look, you're there to teach. Yeah. You want to be an activist on your own time? This is America. You do whatever you want. As long as it doesn't impede my freedom, have at it. Yeah, it was but awesome. you don't hold kids hostage until... You get what you want because you're part of a union to go back to school. That's insane. A couple of weeks ago, they caught the L.A. County union head dropping his kids off from at private school, which never closed, while he was out publicly advocating for public schools to remain closed. And at the same time saying that things like um, funds for illegal aliens who attend public school needed to be incorporated into COVID opening procedure bills. And they just fucking caught him dropping off his two kids at school. And they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, you guys are violating my personal freedoms right now. Like this is, this is <laughs> harassment. And they're like, you're dropping your kids off at a fucking private school. You're the head of the biggest teachers union in the biggest city of the United States, most schools. And you're saying, you won't open up schools until they allocate money for illegal aliens and you're dropping your kids off at private school. Oh, that's none of your fucking business. You guys need to leave me alone. And he was like, literally the Nintendo switch, <laughs> neck beard, dreadlocks, glasses, mouth wide open meme guy. It was yeah. him. It was literally him. Oh my God. Yeah. And actually, it, right. Actually. This is, <laughs> this is the world we're living in right now. Cause he had the dreadlocks and everything. Yeah. Why wouldn't you pay somebody to drop your kids off? Exactly. Yeah, send them in an Uber. You don't, I mean, like, come on. Like the whole thing with the microphone glitch and the green screen. It's like, who video checked that? You know that there's like yeah. powerful people putting out this crap and it's like, who's the intern no, that forgot to. But, and what is the that? motive for doing it? They why just, do you need they, to fake a they, they press just conference? They don't care. They don't care. But why do you need to do it? Even, why are you Even like that state of the COVID union he gave a couple weeks ago, it was number one green screen, number two pre-recorded. And oh, I mean, it's factual. They broke down the video. They showed like the Marines were not in the same place that he was when he came out. They were like kind of floating on the ground. They didn't salute him. It looked extremely staged. And then when he's like walking back, it's almost like he's almost getting too close to the green screen because he's like stepping on the ground and it's like making the fucking green screen <laughs> shake. And, and, and that's not just because he's like uh, his dementia or anything like that. He's probably they dumb. want to do that anyways because he's always been bad at putting his foot in his mouth. He always says the wrong things. That's why they want it to be rehearsed as much as possible. When you let him go off... Oh, he gets like, nasty. Uh, shoot off the hip, he's terrible. Yeah, yeah he, he gets really, really nasty. His foot in his mouth. Yeah, he, he said racially derogatory and personally inflammatory things for the entirety of his elected official. Career. Oh, yeah. Well, what about the oh. video? And I always go back to this of him talking in some, like, minority community about him rubbing legs with kids in the pool and they're <laughs> like... Yeah, who you talking about corn pop? This guy's a good yeah. idea. Corn pop was a bad dude. Like turns turns blonde in yeah. the sun. And they used to rub my legs and they rub the leg up. up. And you're like, and it if my kid down. was standing up there on stage, I would go up there and punch that guy in the throat, <laughs> and then just get on my knees and put my hands behind my back and be like, "You can arrest me. I definitely just assaulted this guy because he's a pervert. This is crazy." And well, then, that John Stewart clip uh, from The Daily Show. Remember, yeah. like when he made fun of him when he was the vice president, and then that's the clip where that goes infamous around with that little girl that where he's like sniffing her oh yeah there's like yeah. a bunch of so inappropriate creepy. that through that whole time and then the daily show highlighted and they go joe biden you had one job and then like they show like and then i have it still on my page somewhere but it's hard to find it now they've been deleting stuff oh, yeah like and that. then all those you guys know, john stewart and all those men endorsed biden I, i've shown my kids i know <laughs> montages on youtube of joe biden sniffing kids to where now it's almost funny i have like a huge <laughs> tv in my living room downstairs and if my kids are like standing in the foreground and he comes on TV, I'll be like, hey, turn around. You're about to get the old. 
Yeah. And my son will like turn around and Joe <laughs> back to his speech. What a weird fetish to have. Like, I know. That's your thing, sniffing people? <laughs> you know, there's people like my brother does this. He sniffs everything he eats. Okay. It's like a habit. But they're not babies. And he does it like try, he like try and does it like on the sly. But it's like, <laughs> I get that. Like, you're trying to, you know, if it sure. like shit, I'm not going to eat it. What are you giving it, the old hemlock test? Or? <laughs> yeah, what are you sniffing kids for? Iocane. I'd bet my life on it. <laughs> a lot of times kids smell like shit. What, the, what are you sniffing them for? I know. You know what? My wife used to be one of the biggest proprietors of like, oh my God, that fresh baby smell. Every time I smelled with kids, I, were, I was like, I'd flip them over and be like, yep, shit up to the back of their yeah. necks. Yep. Definitely don't smell that new baby smell. <laughs> so. When people are like, oh, it smells like a new puppy. And I'm like, this puppy's been shitting all over the kitchen. <laughs> what new, is that smell you're smelling? New car smell is a thing. Yeah, it is. That's for sure. That's, that's true. That's a real thing. Right. I'll drop a couple Bidens in a new car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the whole, uh, the, here we go. We got the. I I'm going to give you the whole load today. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That's a good one. I love it. Gosh. Got a little bit of those on deck. He has tons of them, man. There's a whole soundboard on, like, dedicated to the website with his uh, gaffes. Oh, oh he's, dropped, he's dropped N-bombs back in the day. and Racial yeah. jungle. Yeah, exactly. Rich when he was talking about, like, just the smartest like, white kids Everybody's not just having sex in, in San Francisco. <laughs> I made a little clip of it on one of my shows, and then I, uh, uh, I flipped it with uh, also this one. He's a uh, Jim, my old butt buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing is, there's so many Jeez. like people will send them to me, and I'm like, oh, I haven't even seen this one. Like, yeah. there's so yeah, many yeah. out there, and you're like, dude, there's like a whole library. Or I'll send them to people, and they'll like message me back, and they'll be like, who's that? And I'll be like, that's your commander in chief. Well, who's their <laughs> PR man? Like you said, like I'm like, man, you're P- fire them, man. Like I don't know, they're oh, not doing their job. Well, that, you just, have all this video footage. They should know everything that you've ever. And someone should be cataloging that. You should have them test because the, the cameras are everywhere, but they just like are oblivious to it. And they're like, ah, no one will find that. I guess. Well, they I mean, forget, they've I guess. they've literally gone so woke that the um, representative from the CCP yesterday in Alaska told Tony Blinken right to his face. After he made the statement about America not being able to talk to China on the same level because they were showing, you know, they were coming from a position of weakness, he made a side comment like, the next time you come and present yourself to me, don't bring your junior staffer with purple hair. And, and Blinken's sitting there just looking at him. I don't know why, but he had some, it was the girl with the bowl cut. That's never had a boyfriend, probably eight cats. Did she get screwed by the gene pool? <laughs> Gender studies degree, and she cuts her own bangs. Oh, to wow. Stick it to and the man. that's with purple fucking hair. And that's who Tony Blinken, the Secretary of State, brought to fucking sit down with the CCP after he just got done with four years of Trump and Mike Pompeo. And Mike Pompeo sits down, unbuttons the middle shirt on his dress shirt, and was like, Let's first we're it. eating, and then we're talking. And then we're fucking. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, but it's just like, oh my god, it's such a fucking embarrassment. Like mm. you couldn't have found somebody that looked, you know, a little bit more. Well, I don't know if you've ever seen Tony Blinken. He's like one of those people. Like if you saw him walking down the street, it'd be like you'd think like, yeah, if I punch that guy in the middle of his chest, I could probably kill him. Oh, <laughs> one punch. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, spinning yeah. back elbow. But that was a weak moment, man. And then, like you said, then before that, we had the whole uh, the Putin basically challenging, uh, calling Biden a, a cold a pu- uh, killer. Yeah. He's like, you call him like you see him. And then he's like, I'll challenge you to a, uh, next time the live debate. And he keeps pushing it. To and I'm like, man, it's just like, it's not a good look. He and can't it is live a scary. That anybody. makes it where it looks more scary because he that just, is when someone wants to, they don't want to come at you when you look uh, uh, powerful. Trump, like, oh, Trump was right probably now? texting okay. Putin, I'll give you 
I'll, I'll fly out there and buy you dinner if you just Dude, call say this. <laughs> no, there, there were so many fire memes today. It was like Xi Jinping calling Kim Jong-un. Oh, yeah. calling some, and they're like, bro, are you watching this? They're like, bro. He was like, I'm with Putin. He's like, hold on, bro. Got another call. And yeah. Like, bro. It's like the impractical joker. Say this next. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, it's bad. So this is the world we live in, though. We, You know what? We have to make the best of it. At the end of the day, I think we're all we're all answering. And uh, what am I doing here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're we're all answering. That's what I think when I see him. <laughs> yeah, it gets way worse than that now. Yeah. So it's it's down to hey fat. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take, work for you, fat. Take your AR. <laughs> what do you say? AR 14s away. I got I got a 12 gauge. I got a 20 gauge. There's no there's no reason why you need 30 rounds. I yeah, that's why you have quiet. 40 rounders. Like, sure is. <laughs> and he repeats himself. I get, you don't got to get that. You didn't need to get that. And I'm like, what are you, what the fuck is wrong with you? That is it. I'm like, I don't like that, man. That's where I'm like, that's where you got creepy Joe. Yeah, that, that guy was that your college Senate professor. Too. You would email the dean and be like, this guy's unfit to teach my intro to like, Business I'm, class. I'm paying 110,000 fucking dollars yeah, for, this, for this guy to have strokes every five minutes while he's teaching me. <laughs> that guy's it. And it, it is embarrassing, man. Like I said, like, I've, there's a lot of presidents I didn't like. You know what I mean? Like, I've been always a Ron Paul guy. I was always a Ron Paul. I was a, that's the only politician I ever, like, actually believed in. He's super solid. But, but everybody else, like, I didn't like them, but I never felt like, I was more worried about them trying to attack. Now I'm like, whoa, man, we, I've never looked at this position and it's been shocking because like all this news is fresh. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like the whole it's uh, embarrassing. sit down I, with China and all that. That shit's fresh. I was like at work listening to a little bit about that. And I was just, I haven't even deciphered it yet to where I'm like, man, I don't know. what the, I don't think it spells immediate trouble. Like, I don't mean to like, you know, it's not no red alert or anything. Like, it's just like, it's just a it's concerning situation right now that could lead down the road. You know, six, eight years, something worse. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally, I totally understand that. And, and there's a lot of people who, you know, moving forward, aren't going to maybe even participate in future elections due to the fact that, uh, you know, this one hasn't been resolved in their eyes. So got to get organized, got to keep answering the call, got to keep doing what we're doing, giving them crumbs to go educate themselves those positive vibes and uh, good juju moving forward so we can kind of get everybody have their eyes open, you know, focus on yourself so you can get out there and, and, and make an actual difference. And remember when starting a party, like, it's not like, oh, we got to go run for president. No, mayor, city council, you know what I mean? Like, you're starting your city because what affects you, what happens in your city? Like, and everybody noticed that through this whole COVID situation. Yeah. That who's in, who's making these, uh, you would go into one county and it was these rules and you go to a different county, it's these rules, this city's this. So you got to know who's running where you're living, what's mm -hmm. immediately affecting you. You can't make any change if your immediate government is constantly, you know, screwing you over. Yeah, from, for me moving forward, at the end of the day, it's, I don't care who endorses them, whether it's Trump, Jesus, anyone. Yeah. <laughs> If they say America first, my first question yes. is how, and my next question is why. I mm. want to know what your fucking motives are. I want to know what your background is. If your background is you're the kid of a family who's always been in politics, I don't care what you say you're going to do for the American people. Go fuck yourself. You're just another lobby chip. Yeah. If you're saying you're for American first, show me hardworking. It could be blue or white collar, but family-oriented. Don't even have to be married. Maybe you're just a good mom or a good dad. Sure. strong work ethic 
and tell me why and what you want to do to make this place a better, you know, uh, country to live in for everyone. Yeah. And like you said, how? How? Like, yeah, yeah. What have you done? How are you going to do it? Right. And, and what are we going to do moving forward? Yeah. And to move forward and to stop living in the past, like there's a lot of unfortunate situations. Like if we start like uh, picking in the all, all the past, it's never going to we're never going to get anything better. We need to look at the future and how we can build and connect with each other. And I think that it does fall on us, the people. I think that's uh, one thing we forget, too, is that we are the other part of this government. Yep. And for a long time, we've all coasted a little bit. I've been I've been there, too, like where I'm like, ah, who cares? I don't care. You know what I mean? Where you just don't care who you vote for and all that. And we do got to take a little bit more time to look at what's really going on around us. That's why I say like, you know, locally is the most important because that's how you change from within. You can't go and just get a president. He's not going to be able to change it. There's too many uh, roadblocks. So you need to have like some, some kind of power, like every, anytime to take over what the old reign, you have to have some kind of power structure built. And I think if we can network, through podcasting, through music, through politics and, and and try to like make networks and changing people's perspective and showing people like I tell people all the time, I understand with all the racist situations. I've seen racism. I've mm-hmm. I've exp- I've seen it on all kinds of sides. I've seen police brutality. I've seen I've experienced it. I've seen bullshit like on all sides, though. But like now that I've been able to be older, I've been fortunate enough to sit back and and reflect and kind of just look at every situation. Well, why is that cop a dick? Is that cop a dick? Because Maybe he's working two shifts. Maybe he had to cover so much shit because that happens a lot where cops don't have to like, uh, what's it called? They have to work a double. Maybe I, some, I know maybe that if they tell me when I'm trying to hit no the reason. clock at my warehouse, if I'm trying to hit the clock to leave home and they go, you got to work four more hours, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? So obviously I'm going to be in a bad mood. I think we got to stop. We got to look at it in the human perspective because everybody is a human. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you have good days and bad days, but we lump us together into this tribalistic uh, mentality of where they're like, oh, well, all cops are like this or all black people are like this or all white people are like this. And I'm like, it, that's stupid. Like to think about that. If we just like, look at it like, Hey man, this guy's an asshole. There's assholes. We all know about them. We hate them. Sometimes, sometimes they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been considered an asshole, but I think that if you're able to sit back and kind of reflect and show your perception and then kind of like have empathy enough to listen to somebody's pers- uh, perspective on life, and then you just go, okay, well, we either agree on some points, which usually you will, or we don't agree at all. And we just go separate ways. And I think that we got to push that narrative. Like, it doesn't matter what you think, man. You can believe in Jesus, Muhammad, uh, the devil, Zen, it, you know, do whatever you want. That's cool. You want to be uh, transgender, gay, straight, uh, whatever. And, uh, you can do whatever you want, but don't push your ideology onto anybody. That's, yeah. not, that's not what this is about. To me, what I always think America is about and what I love, I hate the government. I've always said that, but I love America. I think that it's something that you can't have anywhere else. And I think that they constantly push us to fight each other. When we just talk to each other, we have a lot in common. Like, you know what I mean? We're like, oh, I'm just like uh, paying my house off. Oh, you, you too? Yeah. Oh, I just go to work every day. And oh, you like this? And then you go, oh, you like this movie? Like, you just see that people connect. Because people want to connect. Yeah, people yeah. connecting and us being together is the thing that yes. they fear the most. Yep. 100%. Yeah. But I think it's breaking a little bit. And I think that, like, I've had a lot of conversations. There's just some people, like, sometimes we see Twitter, too. And I think Twitter's just a lot louder than we think. There's They're not the... the 
majority. You know what I mean? They're just oh, loud. Oh, no. And you want to know what? The, the, when they had that whole big fucking band hammer going around on Twitter, they all got sick of themselves really quick. I mean, you would see, like, the mock tweets that say, like, man, I wish Donald Trump was around. But that was, yeah. like, a uh, undertone of a narrative for what was actually going on. So, I was like, I can't believe they were still talking about him. I'm like, man, you guys. They still well, are today. Like, CNN was losing tons of money, man. They're trying to <laughs> run whatever they could. Yeah. CNN's, you know, young age, uh, age demographic is down over 50% right now. Tough times over there. Well, because people are also seeing the shit they're shoveling. You know what I mean? It's like, how much propaganda pieces can you watch? Like, you're like, oh, man. Like some of them, sometimes you're just like on cue. Like I remember I was watching, they were talking about this, like, you know, the, a lot of the patients at this Corona uh, with coronavirus at this hospital and people were dying, but they didn't really get specifically on the numbers, but they just kind of, and then in the middle, she just started crying, the reporter, but you could see how she was crying and you're like, oh my God, this is so scripted. Like, and, it, and I'm not even saying that it's like, cause I look at it at all aspects. Cause I look at it on the aspect of like, obviously there's Operation Mockingbird, but I yep. also look at it as that, Guess what? They're a TV network that wants to make money. Yeah. And what makes money? Drama. Yep. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like, so I could see both aspects. So, and I think there's all kinds of things at play. And that's why I try my best to look at it through a spectrum of where there's like, you know, the little conspiracy of it, my logic, plus like, uh, you know, questioning things, but always to look at the human aspect of it because that's a person just like, I try to put myself, well, how would I be? Sometimes I'm mad at work. If I was a doctor, would I think that this is the right way? Like, we don't put ourselves into people's shoes enough. And I think that hurts us because I think uh, it help, It only benefits you to learn a little bit more from somebody else. Then they can help you and show you a thing that you never thought of, a way that you never thought of. Yeah, makes a whole lot of sense. So I like I like that. And uh, it's been really getting, it's been a treat getting to know you today. Yeah, that was nice. You know, I think... Uh, I don't know what it is about us. We hear people on their shows and like, and I'm not saying this doesn't like take you down from the level you have when it's like you and Seabass, uh, but I'm just, I, I don't know. It's like when people come on our show, we just seem to get people to open up and really kind of get on a level with us to where we can kind of just flow evenly. And it doesn't matter. Like we're our podcast and your podcast, uh, our personalities, our backgrounds, our jobs, they're at like polar opposite ends of the spectrum. And we just had like over two awesome hours of just flowing conversation, mm -hmm. insight, and I don't know, just wholesome stuff. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I like But open mindedness is because everybody's open to the discussion because nobody's like rooted in their idea. Like, we're not like, oh man, you're no, I'm right. I'm right. And I always tell people, stop trying to be right and just try to find the truth. And doesn't mean the truth, like finding the actual evidence, find your truth. Like, what do you want to do in life? Be, what are you going to contribute to life? And not even if it's a selfish sense, what are you going to contribute to life to benefit you? Do something because if it's proven fact that if you don't do anything, you can see it like when someone retires, like someone that's been doing the same job for 40, 50, 60 years. Sometimes when they retire, they die like in, two, three yeah. years later because oh, they have sooner. no purpose anymore. And our, in our, or sooner. Yeah, in our field, we see it sometimes two or three months during work yeah <laughs> or during well it's been a rough year you're but. motivated because you have you you have to have something that like you know that's just part of the, being a human is you have to wake up like having some kind of passion just find a passion and stop letting the world beat you down yeah don't give your whole life to the simulation because it will cash you out when you're done yep for sure 
Hey, uh, where can everyone who well, listens? That, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, we got to get worky time soon. So, you know, <laughs> we all got to head back to the uh, lairs. Yeah. Yeah. Before we, uh, you know, break today, why don't you tell everyone who at least listens to our show everywhere that they can find you, whether it be in regards to your political commentary uh, via your podcast, the musical stuff you guys got going on, which if you listen to this podcast and we're going to start advocating for the music that is uh, at the beginning and ends of your show is quite fire. And and we'd like to send a lot of our audience there as well. So tell just whatever you got, send our guys your way. Um, you can find me on Instagram, kill the mockingbirds. Uh, the podcast, Kill the Mockingbirds, on Apple, Spotify, mm-hmm. um, and the RSSS feed. Uh, we're on YouTube, but we've already lost like three channels, so we don't really mess <laughs> with it too much. Um, Twitter, not really. We're building a website, still up, uh, not there yet. Uh, and then my music, you can find me on Bandcamp, uh, Sean Chris, and you can find me on Apple and all the uh, uh, platforms. Just put Sean Chris. You can even find me on the little Instagram, you know, putting your stories. Right now, we just I just have uh, four singles up. Um, I'm working on my album, and I'm working on a couple other things. My album's going to come out May 21st. It's going to be called uh, Dystopian Paradise. I like it. And then I'm working on a couple other stuff. And, yeah, man, I really uh, enjoyed this conversation. It's, uh, it's nice to have other like-minded people. And what I mean by that is just people that are open-minded to have a discussion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that... Uh... Anytime that you'd like to get together in the future and hopefully have your uh, co-podcaster with you, that'd be even better. Yeah. We like the more the merrier. Oh, yeah, we'll bring Seabass, too. Yeah, that'd be a good time. So I'd like to see how many people we get to fit in this thing every week. I'm always trying to push those numbers. and uh, More. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so thanks for coming on the uh, pod with us today, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Well, what do you guys think? That was an absolute treat to go on, you know, and do a dual cast with Kill the Mockingbirds and, yeah. and, and talk to Sean. And I think moving forward, we'll definitely circle back oh. with them and uh, get Seabass on the show and, and continue to build this, this uh, podcast community. I think out of all the people that we've had or shows that we've gone on, that was probably the polar opposite of the spectrum in regards to almost everything. You're talking about uh, where they are in the country, political views, family situation, work situation, yeah. lifestyle situation. Yeah. But here we are at the end of another, what I call quality episode, because we hash things out. We maybe didn't disagree with anything, but we planted some seeds for everybody to kind of just Have build a on. a civilized conversation. That's yeah. what a lot of people on both both sides are guilty of that. Of not doing that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, of not being able to sit down and just have a conversation and leave it at that and, and agree to disagree if that's the case. But in most cases, just being able to, you know, yeah. have a conversation, not get too heated, which there wasn't anything like that, anything close. Yeah. But, but let's move on to some also important things. Follow us. You could hear all of these shows now on our website, stayforbreakfastpodcast.com. You could also uh, download, listen, like, follow, and share after you hit that notification bell on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, and Podbean. Or on Instagram, Steak for Breakfast Podcast, backup account, Steak for Podcast Breakfast. Uh, a lot of fire memes. Stories always 100% fire. Um, we're on Parlor at Steak for Breakfast, Gab at Steak for Breakfast Podcast, and we're on Twitter at DOS23TRES. Upcoming shows. Next week, we're going to circle back with Law of One, part 
idea. And we may have a special guest in studio. Not sure about that. Just throwing it out there. The week after that, the Red Pill Babe, Bella, will be joining us with Natalie Denise. That is going to be our Red Pill extravaganza. So no matter what doom happens over the next two weeks, when March 30th comes around and Bella and Natalie are here with us, it will be nothing but we'll be all wearing Trump flags by the end of the night, as case. <laughs> Uh, the week after that, we'll have Russian disinformation. Jasmine and Austin are going to be here with us. Uh, April 14th, it's lockdown. It's Yolati. TikTok sensation. Conservative Instagrammer. She will be joining us. Uh, she subtly shitposts, but it's like targeted, so I like it. There's like a little bit of a... Very you know, accurate. Yes. Well, there's thinking that goes into her shitposting, and she targets, you know, uh, she's pro-life. She's pro-MAGA, she loves Trump, she loves this country, um, trad values, and we're going to have her on here, and it's going to be a really good discussion. Uh, she's really big into uh, human smuggling. She's big into it or big against it? Big into advocating <laughs> okay. for it. Uh, you want to know against it? You want to know who's also, well, she's just enormous. <laughs> the human vibration, she will be joining us on 420. Did you just say she was enormous? It's enormous. The show is going to be large, yes. huge, bigly. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited, gushing and fanboying over the fact that we're going to have that voice bless these earphones. Awesome. Yeah, she is, she is amazing, and she's going to bring something hmm, not like we've had on the show yet. And then the following week after that, the Orange Men. Don't hate that. And we'll circle back the first week of May with the Q-Tards. Nice. Uh, keeping up with the Q-Tards podcast, Ray. Shout out goes out to you. Uh, you guys are doing a really good product. You guys are all over the world, actually, and putting something uh, really fantastic together in regards to waking people up and, and keeping them there. Our sponsor, Stay Ready Gear, 5% off at checkout for steak. Um, they're on Facebook, Twitter, and at stayreadygear.com. Man Rubs, enter 15% off. Uh, steak 15 at checkout, and you get a discount. Facebook, Instagram, and manrubs.com. West Coast Survival Arms. They're on Facebook, and Mike's at 619-870-6992. Also at WestCoastSurvivalArms.com, Mediocre Medic on Instagram and MediocreMedic.com. And Mark Joe Friday over at Dumpbox. Uh, he's on Instagram. He's on Facebook, Dumpbox.us. Guys, if you haven't been over there, check it out. You will not be disappointed. Your shopping cart will fill up quick. Extremely quick. We People Radio, The Fit Patriot. Lala from the Lala Beams podcast. My Maria, the Orange Man, Matt Couch, and the ladies over at Russian Disinformation, Jasmine and Austin. Thank you for helping uh, work with us through the week to help put a quality show together. And then our friends, finally, Khalila3. Thank you for all of your uh, Instagram love. Axia Quinn. Babycakes 2.0? Nick's smiling. He's not really in a giggly mood today. I think he's kind of hungry. I am hungry. I'm our, a little tired. Our people eater. The reverse <laughs> mockingbird. Um, Mackenzie meme. Underscores in front. We got Jordan Rochelle. What I mean to say. Jewel Thief 1776. And that'll wrap it up for our friends of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back a week from today, Friday, uh, reiterating the fact that we will have Law of One Part Due. Back on the Steaks for Breakfast podcast. And uh, what a treat that will be. Um, we'll be able to kind of mentally decompress. Yeah. 
get in all the, the happenings that's going on, sprinkle on some memes, yep. and bring you another quality podcast. But in the meantime, stay safe, stay ready, stay strapped, as Abraham Lincoln once stay said. Stay strapped or get clapped. According to Nick. And uh, we will see you next week. But on behalf of the podcast, I'm Roan. Noah. Nick. And Dakota. And this has been the Steak for Breakfast podcast. We will see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Comment on iTunes. <laughs>